Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On an Australian government website, they have announced their plans to construct what they refer to as an alternative quarantine hub with relocatable cabins for those who, much, who must be removed from civil society due to the risk of COVID. Relocatable cabin sounds an awful lot like a fancy word for camp. That's apparently what they're building. And I've already seen the apologizing happening on Twitter. These people are Nazis. Make no mistake. When they're like, oh, calm down. They're building an internment facility. It's no big deal. Just get on the train and head out to the camp. Yeah, uh, sorry. They'll always try to come in with something seemingly reasonable. And you have to say there's a line where we don't accept that you will move us in increments until we are pushed off the cliff. If they want to build an internment hub for people who are a risk to people's health or whatever, it's like, dude, you're too dangerously close. Sorry. We have ways to deal with this. It's called people can stay at home or something like that. But that's what's happening. Now in New York, they they have officially started today the vaccine mandates. And it is worse than I thought. You know, I was on Twitter and I was talking about Google and Facebook requiring vaccines for their employees. And I said, a lot of people are probably going to quit over this. Cameron Kasky of Parkland Notability responded with, and there's about to be a whole lot of, you know, uh, positions opening for people who aren't stupid. And then I mentioned that some people have medical issues barring them from getting the vaccine, or more importantly, some people have not necessarily an underlying medical condition, but a medical circumstance where their doctor will say, it's up to you, and they'll have to make a hard choice. This will pressure them in certain ways, and maybe they won't want to do it. And then, of course, the response from all of these young people and establishment crony types and activists said, of course, there will be medical exemptions. Wrong. New York, I called them. I called the city and I asked. They said no medical exemptions. I called two uh, civil rights lawyers and they said, we will not advise on this. Sorry, have a nice day and hung up. It was nuts. It was abrupt. I call lawyers all the time. They're usually more like, oh, yeah, you know, and the law works this way and that way. And here's what you can do. I called on this stuff and they're like, I'm, I no, I can't help you. Have a nice day. Bye. One one firm was like, I am getting hundreds of calls about this. We are not going to be advising on it. Have a nice day. One guy was like, we are a, a uh, you know, civil rights and we do medical discrimination. We're not going to help you buy. I was like, wow, this is crazy. So then I went and I called about, you know, I think 25 or so restaurants in New York. One of them said, nah, you were not testing. We're not checking. Have, have a nice day. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. One of them said that, yes, you are required to show proof. If you have a medical exemption, you'll be fine. All the rest said, no excuses. And I said, you know, what if somebody, my, you know, my friend's doctor says they can't get the vaccine. And they said, yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's too bad. We can't allow them in. But we, you can eat outside. You want to eat outside? I said, I'm not going to tell my friend who's got a medical condition they have to eat outside. That's that's just wrong. And you know what they said to me? We're, we're so sorry. It's just we're following the orders of the mayor. We have to do it. It's not worth it to risk it. Welcome to your brave new 1984 world. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. We're going to get into greater detail on this. Plus, we can talk a bit about Afghanistan, balkanization, maybe even civil war, because we are being joined by Kurt Schlichter. I, I, I like how you uh, say, we want to talk about civil war. Kurt Schlichter's here, everybody. It's, it's <laughs> That's right. Giant national catastrophe of epic proportions. We'll welcome Kurt Schlichter. Who better to talk about total disaster? 
<sighs> You're writing a book? Uh, I wrote a book. I got the split <laughs> out, the six of the Kelly Turnbull ones. I uh, I am uh, uh, working on a proposal to talk about a nonfiction, to talk about what's going to happen. And uh, I'm already at work on the seventh Kelly Turnbull novel about America falling apart. Uh, doesn't mean I advocate it. Contrary to what the bulwark says, right? Uh, I, I, the, these are not in favor. These these are against. These are cautionary examples. These are warnings. These are big red flags saying, stop, quit, don't do these dumb things. And then they start saying, hey, we're going to make sure that about 50% of uh, people in New York can't live their lives because they've disobeyed us. It's worse than that. I mean... That that I think we can start with we can start with that people have a right to choose they have a right to go to their doctor yes. there are there are people who don't have an illness per se but may have some circumstance in which their doctor is like well you know maybe you should maybe you shouldn't and then they'll have to make that choice the government's going to pressure them and an example I guess would be like pregnant women you know the CDC has come out and said they can get it but some doctors uh, people that I know have still been advised by their doctors to say well why don't you hold off if your doctor advises it but doesn't prohibit it, you're creating this murky circumstance. But more more than that, I mean, you've got the racial disparities, and you've got the fact that there are people who cannot get it and would like to. So they are outright just making second-class citizens of people. But we'll get into all that. I don't want to do the show before we do the, the intros. So uh, also, Ian is yeah, in here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to weaving the split into this. So this is the, your newest book on Amazon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pimp it like Huggy Bear putting Let's his do. bitches out on the street and yeah, say, bring me my money. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Uh, but, uh, and this is about, like, what, the U.S. fracturing? and The U.S. is fractured and uh, antics ensue. What would it look like? And uh, I, 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 West Virginia do? Uh, West Virginia <laughs> does fine. Excellent. Um, I haven't I haven't sent any of the characters through there yet, but uh, that's actually not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Because these are uh, th- these are some people who don't take a lot of guff, and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to de uh, deprofanatize. No, they, so they won't be taking guff. Guff. Yeah, I was thinking like if if there was a split, what would happen? Like big hills would become the most popular areas because that's where you'd set up the machine gun mounts. Uh, there will be warlords and wastelands. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, the, the, the seventh one, which is, uh, coagulating inside my brain right now. Uh, we're gonna have some, I'm not saying we're gonna have the humongous from, uh, Road Warrior, but there may be a humongous. Cool. Right on. We got Lydia pressing buttons. I am pressing buttons in the corner. Kurt is the perfect person for tonight because he talks about Civil War and he is a <laughs> lawyer and he knows what's up. I'm excited. I'm woke. I know what time it is. Word. That's right. <laughs> Before we get started, my friends, go to TimCast.com and become a member, and you'll get an advertisement-free experience on all of our news articles, as well as members-only segments from this show. Of course, we will have that. Usually goes up around 11 p.m. every night. And uh, you'll also be supporting our fierce and independent independent journalists in the work we're doing. So uh, again, TimCast.com, but don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Word of mouth on, on podcasts is always the best way to, to help us grow. Excuse me. And if you think the stuff we're talking about is really important, just share the video. Take that URL, share it wherever you can, because, my friends, it's getting dark really, really fast. Australia building alternative quarantine hubs with relocatable cabins. Beautiful language. But I want to start here in the United States. I want to start here in New York because it's hitting us close to home. ABC News reports for businesses, NYC indoor vaccine mandate means safety and headaches. The mandate improves safety, but poses operational and economic challenges. No, it doesn't. So I made a series of phone calls. The first phone call I made today, because uh, for those that aren't familiar, the mayor signed an executive order yesterday issuing the vaccine mandate with no medical exemptions, none. 
If you have cancer, if you have MS, if you're immunocompromised and your doctor says, I can't advise this, you can't get it, you are excluded from society in New York. So I called the city. I said, that can't be right. I read the law, no exemptions. But if you're a famous musician or performer, you are allowed to go into these venues to perform and do your normal business. If you work for one of these people, you are welcome to come inside these businesses and do whatever you want. You can hang out, have a drink. All you got to do is play one little song. So I called the city and said, certainly this must be a mistake. I called the local 311 line, which is non-emergency city communications. I did this on purpose. Uh, I, I there, it's, There's no number to call the mayor's office, but of course you might get a political answer. I want to know the advice they're giving to small businesses. I want to know the advice they're giving to residents of the city who call because they specifically say, if you have questions about the vaccine mandate, call this number, press one or press two. A woman answered. I said, I was just curious about if the vaccine mandates for restaurants have a medical exemption for someone whose doctor won't allow them to get the vaccine. No. Uh, um, so, ma'am, you're saying that uh, you know, if somebody is told by their doctor they can't get it, they can't go to any of these restaurants or gyms or clubs. Nope. And I was like, there's really no medical exceptions. And she says, there's some, but not for that. I can, uh, hold, let me put you on hold and see if I can, you know, ask someone to, to clarify. And they put me on hold. Then she comes back and says, yep, yep, sorry. If your doctor doesn't allow you to get the vaccine, you can't go. Either you have the pass or you don't. So then I called two uh, law firms dealing with human rights law, and boy, were they quick to say, no, we will not advise, buy, and hung up. One of them, uh, the first one I called, they said, we do deal with medical discrimination. We are not going to advise on this. We are getting hundreds of calls for people. We will not be dealing with it. Have a nice day. Thank you. And I was like, all right, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. The next one I called, I said, I was curious. Uh, I have some questions about medical exemptions for the vaccine mandate. And if that's written in the law, I'm sorry, we're not going to be advising on any of that as per discrimination. Have a nice day. Bye. Click. Wow. So I started calling restaurants. Uh, I called like 25 or so. And I would say all but one said, yes, we are checking or we are we are going to begin. And no, people who have medical issues are not allowed to enter the building. And then the, the scariest thing was the people who all said, look, we're just following the orders of the mayor. Uh, you know, the mayor has deemed this to be what we have to do. And so we have to do it. And, you know, it's interesting because one one restaurant, I just I just got fed up. And I said, I have been calling restaurant after restaurant trying to figure out where my friend can come eat. And they'll say the same thing. Isn't this a violation of the of, of human rights law in New York City? And then someone else, a guy, picks up the phone and goes, bye, and hangs up on me. That's New York City. That's happening now in this country. Granted, it's very different in Texas and Florida what's going on. But in New York, wow. So I have some some some, some questions for those who would still service the city. For those musicians and entertainers who would still be going into New York to perform, knowing that they are exempt, but they're going to require all of the people who come to see you follow this mandate. Now, first and foremost, I got no issue with vaccines at all. I think you go to your doctor, you figure out what makes sense for you. My problem is they're turning people into second-class citizens who have done nothing wrong. My problem is people should have a right to choose what makes sense for their health, not a despotic mayor who won't even carve out medical exemptions. This has gone way too far, in my opinion. And I think it plays into, uh, I don't know, the chaos and the crisis in this country, which is leading to collapse, because you're going to have, you already do, Texas and Florida outright being like, we're not doing this. South Dakota, we're not doing this. But then you look at the Pacific Northwest, you look at New York, you look at San Francisco, they're also doing vaccine mandates. What next? Oh, I Look, this is this is bad. But it also shows... The magic of federalism. Because you're right. In Texas, you're free. In Florida, you're free. 
in at least some places in California, you're free, if not officially, then simply because people just aren't playing along. Look, I think that leftists should get leftism really, really hard. And this is it. You, you look, if you're in New York and you vote for a Bill de Blasio, this is what you're voting for. So freaking enjoy it. Enjoy it. Party on, Wayne. This is, you did this. You, you did this. Just like if you voted for Joe Biden, you did what's going on in Kabul. You chose it. You made a conscious decision. I don't want mean tweets. I can't stand those mean tweets. No, I'm going to vote for whatever pseudo-Marxist twit appears on my ballot. You did it. Enjoy. This is the issue. I mean, the, the economy, I love bringing this up because it's, the, it's one of the clearest examples, is uh, how would you rate the economy right now? Uh, it's disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, but the polling shows that Democrat voters think it's good because these people don't know, don't care, don't pay attention. And maybe they're That's lying. why they vote for de Blasio. That's why they vote for, for uh, uh, Joe Biden. That's what? why they're still voting in another Democrat in New York City. I think you're assuming that this is a reasoned thought process. That is, if I vote for a Democrat, good things are going to happen. No, no, no. Rather no. than I'm showing a, a, a cultural solidarity. That, that is my point. Okay. The, how could you possibly think the economy is good right now? Yeah, you know, you've got a lot. But you can't very well say the economy's terrible. But I'm going to vote against the guy who could bring us a better economy because I don't like his tweets. Cult. Exactly. I, you know what else I noticed when I was looking? I was looking on a, an who, anti-cult. Almost. No, it's literally a cult. I mean, these people are, uh, they're authoritarians. They follow dogma. They don't care about, you can, you can have, one day they say do X, the next day they say do Y, and they say yes. And it's like, you look at their Twitter histories, and they're like, how is this possible? Every other day they're contradicting themselves. But then, but for that to matter, they'd have to believe in something other than what they want right now. It matters, it drives us crazy. Because we, at some level, and this is a weapon they use against us, still embrace rational thought. We, we apply facts and evidence and then co- try and come to a conclusion. I mean, we just naturally do that. But they freed themselves of that, Tim. They are not bound by evidence or facts or your puny laws. They are purely Cult. about power. It's, it's, it's about making sure that everyone adheres to the authority. Yes. Pure, what we are seeing right now with... Uh, That's the priority. Big business, government. It's fascism. It is Mussolini's all, fascism. It is all about power. It is all about you will obey me. But it doesn't make any sense. doesn't matter. Not, not, not The sense part, that's, that's a side issue. It's about power. It's about making sure that what we say goes and that you knuckle-dragging Jesus gun people will bend to our will. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I noticed something else when I was, uh, I pulled up Google Maps and I was looking at the the different areas of New York and I, I, I looked in each borough. I was thinking, you know, let's see how they're, it's all basically the same, no matter where they are, no Mm -hmm. matter whether the person had an accent or, you know, North American dialect or whatever, they all basically said the same thing. But I noticed something else. A bunch of the restaurants that I used to go to are closed. 
<laughs> a bunch of the restaurants that I used to go to no longer open before dinner. And that to me was something really crazy. I was like, wait a minute. I used to go there for lunch. They're not open for lunch. They're not open until 5 p.m. now. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. Be- the businesses have been crushed. And you know what was really funny? Many of the phone calls I made, the people I spoke to were so desperate. You can still sit outside. It's okay. And I said, I'm not going to make my friends up. No, 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 no. It's fine. Fine. Wait, wait, wait. The outdoor seating is, is beautiful. It's comfortable. I was like, I'm not sitting outside. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, please. I was like, thank you and have a nice day. And probably about five of the phone calls I made, they were that desperate. They've probably, their businesses are probably in shambles. But you know what? I've said it over and over again. Get away from these cities. Stop supporting these people. Yep. And how many people just don't care? And that's why I'll say it again. To the people who are going to, look, that we have friends of the show who are still in New York, many, dozens, and they're still servicing the city, they're still paying taxes, and they sit there and they go, well, this sucks. And I'm like, why are you still there? At this point, you are actively legitimizing the fascism in this city by being a part of it, by funding it, and by putting your talent into their broken system. Will these people stand in principle? How many people do we know that have been on the show have said something like, we don't agree with the vaccine mandates and we won't stand for it, but I will absolutely run my business in New York City and stay there and allow them to keep doing this, legitimizing it. I mean, you could say the same thing about being an American citizen, that we just by being American, we're legitimizing the fascist, militant, you know, industrial complex. But part of being in, in the United States and following this law, this rule of law is that we can change the government by as we're there so being in new york you can change new york's government no let's let, let's talk about the people who don't live there but go there for shows to make money it's like not performers people. yes people people oh who, yeah marilyn monroe would refuse to perform at racist uh places in like the 60s unless they would let the black performers come in the front door sounds quite reasonable right so we need more performers like that right now yeah i mean i i, I believe eric clapton's doing that in england he just, he just won't play if you're going to force people right. to vaccinate. Right. And again, I, I love whenever I, whenever I point out the vaccine issue, you should, I am against mandating vaccines. They're, you anti-vaxxer. Well, I'm not very good at it because I had the stupid thing. I wish I could unhave it just to tell these people to go to hell. <laughs> but you went to a doctor. I, I, I consulted with my doctor. I looked at all the facts in my situation, my life, the people around me, and I made my own decision. As it should be. As I should be. And I don't, I, I don't care if you have a vaccine. I don't care if you don't, do or don't. You know better than I do. And that's, that is the essence of leftism. I know better than you do. Obey. It's, but here's the important point. Outside of all that, the requirement is actually an ID requirement. <laughs> you are now required to have a physical ID to enter any indoor establishment except for residencies and schools pre through uh, pre K through twelve. How about a polling place? You know, I don't think we're there. We, we're there yet to where they can say it. But I'll tell you this: some polling places are in residential buildings. <laughs> so, yeah, they they may have to uh, issue guidance on that. Yeah, it's uh... or some. Uh, 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 they, I don't know if they're going to do them in schools. I remember when I was in New York during I think it was a mayoral election years and years ago. Um, I, 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 one of the polling places was like a residency. It was a big apartment building, and then in the lobby they had it or something like that. I don't know. I think that's what it was. <laughs> so, uh, but residencies are, are 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 exempted. Oh well, I don't I don't need your ID for that. Well, you know, I look. I was informed by all the smart people who are my moral betters that uh, it was the most racist thing in the history of racism 
to demand an ID before someone voted. Because, of course, voting is the most important thing there is, except when it comes to securing it. So my, i got to say I'm confused. My friends, please, if there is any clip from this show that you've ever taken or made, take this one. And when we put it up on YouTube, take share it with everybody, okay? Um, it was not even that long ago. We were we were told consistently. I mean, the, the election was was yeah. what, you know not even a year ago. Voter ID is racist. Yes. Now we know for a fact the black community is the least vaccinated uh, demographic in New York, and they are saying yes to mandating IDs for these people. This let me explain to you to everybody why I'm saying this is the clip you want to share. Please explain to me how voter ID is racist, but mandating an ID to enter an establishment is not racist. All in the span of only a few months, they changed their argument. Are they, what are they going to say? Well, voting's more important. Eating isn't. Sorry, you don't get to go to a supermarket. Eating's not important. But there won't be an argument. There'll just be a command. And as you found out with your phone calls, people, many, many people will just simply obey. All of them. And, it, you know, if half the people just said, yeah, de Blasio can't arrest all of us. You come in. I'm going to I'm going to feed you. I don't care. You, you you do what you think is right. And then you come on in. Well, some people did point out fairly that by making the phone calls, they're almost always going to say yes, because you could be from the city. Well, that is that is true. Now, and, that, 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 fair. But however, I, I, however, I, I disagree with that argument in the sense that anybody walking in could be from the city. That is also and that's, true. And and, uh, you and know, there will be. And, and I would argue that the phone call is actually better because they could always argue, oh, no, we always mandated, you know, we could say whatever we want over the phone, but that's not actually part of the violation. It's whether you come in or not. Yeah. And so I would actually argue that on the phone, you're more likely to get the truth. If somebody walks in, they're going to be like, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know who you are. I don't care. You could be from the city. If someone calls, they're like, I don't know, who, who cares? What are you going to do? I'm not going to get a fine for telling you yes or no. You know, but they just take it. And they're going to go vote for another Democrat. Yeah. You know, um, they welcome all, to they, your own hell. They, these are people who just said they were, they were, they were, look, we're just following orders. It's, it's, we're just following the mayor's orders. We're just, just following, following orders. orders. If someone That's goes right. in and they're not vaccinated and they like go into a restaurant, they get found out that they were like, you can't even go in. What? Well, if they make it in with like a fake passport or something, they said it's fraud. So they'll go to jail where they could infect other prisoners with COVID. No, 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 no. They've released all those prisoners. Oh yeah. Now, if you hit an Asian uh, elderly woman on the head with a hammer. You will be released on your own recognizance. That happened. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens a lot. That's a problem. But if, if you go into a restaurant and pretend to be vaccinated when you aren't, even though you don't have COVID and you're not spreading disease, you you will be prosecuted. Right. As as I understand it, because that's justice of some sort in mm -hmm. some way. And I I have to say I'm I'm a little confused. Hmm. I'm right. not confused. It's all a lie. It's all a scam. It's all a garbage establishment that has failed in everything it's done for the last 30 years. Every single thing. I mean, you, you look at it, and I said before, said again, I'll say it again. You look at the establishment and the people who ran the institutions in the 40s, they won World War II, they beat the Depression. 60s, they put a man on the moon. They did civil rights. They changed our country in an important way. Those are huge achievements. In the 80s, we brought the economy roaring back. We destroyed the evil empire. And then look at this establishment. Look at the people we have now. They've given us Wall Street. They've given us Kabul. They've given us Grinder. 
They're so rich too. And they're, they're oh my god. They make so much money relative to these people that are yes. suffering. Yes. Like I'm and, not and, they, a, and, and and these people keep voting for them. I'm not a crazy Marxist where it's like the rich, the we must the class war. Like there is a class, there's a no, dis, you know, there's a all, problem. It's all about class. Why do you think Bush and Obama and Clinton mm. are all palling around with each other? You know, you see the footage when they're together and they're all hugging and kissing. I thought they hated each other. I was informed that they're, 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 some are against us and some are for us, but no, they're all for each other. I hate this Marxist analysis crap where class is important, but dude, class is important and they stick together. That's why you see Republicans voting for this idiotic, uh, uh, uh alleged infrastructure thing. Mm. That's why you see the uniparty in Washington working together because they all sit together at the same clubs. And there was even some mainstream media outlets saying that Joe Biden should have stayed in Afghanistan, that he, sh- he should not have withdrawn, that uh, he-, he made a terrible mistake because he should have taken the other options of remaining. They, they-, they want the war. They want military intervention. Mm-hmm. They want conflict. It's Republicans and Democrats. They were the architects of the whole thing for the past 20 years. And what happened is in 2016, two insurgent candidates emerged, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. Yep. Bernie is too weak to get the door open. Donald Trump was a bull charging through the door and he got into the Republican party, but he is not a Republican and boy, were they pissed. Oh, they were furious. They were furious. They, they can't afford to allow their weaknesses to be exposed. And he exposed them. And, and he was one of them. Look, Trump wanted to be an elite guy. He liked to party with those guys. He, he would give uh, uh, interviews to Maggie Haberman, mm. right? He still gives interviews <clears throat> to Bob Woodward. Look, I write for Town Hall. <laughs> We've been very nice to Donald Trump and, and very, you know, we point out a lot of good things he's done. He doesn't sit down with us. I'm right? wondering when we're going to see Trump and Biden shaking hands and high-fiving. Uh, I, I don't think he's no. quite there because he's, Six the, years? De- no. he's the designated Emmanuel Goldstein. I don't, I don't think he, that'll happen. He's a class enemy. Yeah, I oh, think. Trump. I, I, yeah, Trump. But, but though he is part of that class, he's prodigal. Bush, who remember mm-hmm. Chimpy McHitler, Halliburton, horrible, worst guy in the world, went out. You know, he and he's giggling with uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, um, yeah, Ellen. Yeah, yeah. He, he paints sharing candies. Now. Yeah, sharing candies. I'm on. going to ra- paint another picture of one of the veterans I named. <laughs> uh, look, uh, the 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 strategy in. Afghanistan has got to be get out. That doesn't justify tactics that lead to this abortion that we've been watching over the last few days. I got to ask. It didn't have to be this. So way. you're retired, Colonel. What retired, Colonel. I did not serve in Afghanistan. I'm just a war college graduate, the party war college, the army war college. But um, so I'm looking at it out as an outside observer. So I'm not going to come. Well, you know, when I was uh, sitting in Shura's with Pashtun warriors, that wasn't me. Okay, but from a I'm distance. Just looking basic but but so, but we'll, we'll, we'll get in a second. Yeah. I, I want to focus on. Uh, the people who voted for this, who, who believed that, you know, uh, or I'll put it this way. Joe Biden saying, I inherited this deal from Trump. Wasn't <laughs> Joe Biden running for president when Trump was making the deal and he knew what he was voting to be in charge of? Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They both share the strategy, which was get out of Afghanistan. A strategy I share. This simple... the the. I did I, I did a thread on Twitter about this. There's three ways you end a war. You win it, you lose it, or you negotiate it out. We aren't going to win it. We've decided that as a people. Because to win it requires you essentially have to do what the British did to the Boers in the Boer War, which is take everyone from the countryside, stick them in Australian fun camps. Right? Alternative quarantine. Alternative puddles. quarantine things where you keep them, <laughs> where, where the, 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 and then everybody outside who's not in a camp, you kill. Okay. So you mix the boar war with, uh, with the classic Roman technique. Uh, you put everybody in a camp and then kill everybody else. We're not willing to do that. Good. Okay. Great. I, 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 I don't think, yeah. I don't, I, well, look, I don't have a problem with a punitive expedition. That was another thing the Romans would do. The Germans would come across the Rhine, pillage in Gaul for a while, go back, and then a couple legions would go out, pillage in Germany for a while, and then the Germans would be cool for 20 years. Punitive expedition. You let them launch from uh, uh, 9-11 from uh, your country, we're going to go in and we're going to lay some waste to it. We're going to kill those guys. We're going to give you a pain in the ass, then we're going to leave. And that's fine. Instead, somewhere along the way, they decide, you know what, let's turn these mountain tribesmen into a bunch of Vermonters, and they'll have their little city councils, and they'll have nice, clean uh, elections, and they'll have little little co- green little commons in the middle of their villages, and everything will be groovy. They didn't want that. Yeah. And they weren't going to do that. And that's why probably the Taliban's numbers began to swell substantially the past decade from an es- estimates of like 20,000 to 200,000. Well, I mean, we were the outsiders and we were changing their culture. We went over there and said, you know what's important? Validating the trans experience. There is uh, this viral. They're not into that. Jesus I mean, they're, 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 they're into the boy raping, but not the trans. There's a, there's a viral photo showing the global, the UN global agenda. What is it? The 2030 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's got all of, it's got the wheel with all the colors and it's like gender equality and all these things. And there's a photo of a Taliban guy holding a gun and pointing it at a bunch of civilians. This idea, how, how, how absolutely psychotic are these people at the UN to be like, you can go in, make demands of a culture without changing the culture. What the were they thinking to just go into this country and be like, these people hate us. They don't know us. They don't like us. They don't share our ways. But we can just put up this billboard and tell them that's how you're living it's from like, now on. And they'll accept it. They're like enacting ancient military strategy. Like how you remember the, um, the, in the Revolutionary War, the British would walk in lines. They would, like, old school, they'd line up and they'd all walk forward together, and the Americans were hiding behind trees, and they would just mow them down. World War One, they would walk in lines towards the machine gun turrets. You have to evolve your strategy. Now with social media and internet, you can't just put up a billboard and expect the dumb, well, well, ignorant surroundings to change. Well, well, here's the thing. 
the West is exhausted morally. It no longer believes in itself. It's no longer assertive and strong. Uh, 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 you know, 150 years ago, you know, the Brits were all, you know, the Europeans were all, woohoo, we're going to colonize because we're the best. Now they're they're all elderly. They're exhausted. They're watching their uh, Euro. They're, you know, they're watching uh, Finland's uh, EDM group sing on Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, as they anesthetize themselves with their terrible music and crappy food, uh, and, and and basically wait childless to die. The the Taliban, on the other hand, believe in something. What they believe in is terrible and evil. All right, they're they're bad people. Yeah. But they believe in something, and the power of belief, the power of commitment, will eventually overtake, you know, uh, the 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 kind of empty ideology of people who hire a few warriors to go out and fight. And look, our our, our volunteer army was a great army. We we fought tactically on the ground, man to man, magnificently. Our guys are very brave and shouldn't be, uh, and, and should be proud that they serve their country. That being said. They were put in the service of a mission that was ridiculous and certainly not for their own interests. What's, what we're seeing with Afghanistan, in my opinion, is, look, whether you liked it or not, America engaged in foreign excursions, military bases all over the world. And now we have this major failure happening in Afghanistan. Just another grain of sand in the heap of yep. U.S. power influence faltering. Yes, so we'll do a hard segue because I, I do want to talk about the U.S. and, you know, there, there was a poll we talked about where the different regions want to break apart. You obviously have that book and we can talk all about that. But I want to give a, a, a contextual warning first by talking about Australia just to say uh, we may we may be um, – I don't know how far away we are from where Australia is now in terms of these alternative quarantine hubs. But if you don't look at what's happening in a country like Australia, which is con- considered to be a liberal democracy – that doesn't mean they're liberals. It just means it's like you have you're supposed to have individual liberties and personal freedoms. Yeah, you don't in that country anymore. Let me show you the story, and then we'll we'll, we'll bring it back to out of how to the U.S. and what we're seeing here. But this is important. We have this from vic.gov.au. I did not believe it was real when I saw it on Twitter. Victorian quarantine hub protecting the community from COVID-19 with a purpose-built quarantine facility. And they talk about their relocatable cabins, which is a fancy way of saying camp, I guess. When I saw this posted on Twitter, I said, someone's hoaxing us. They would not. This is insane. So I went, I I saw on this piece of paper that people are posting. It's like an image like, hey, just want to let you know we're building this quarantine facility. And there's a, there's a URL on it. So I pulled up Google and I typed in vic.gov and then Google auto filled the rest, giving me the suggestion of this website, the Victorian Quarantine Hub. And so I clicked it and sure enough, here we are. Community information session. They have a PDF which explains everything. You know, when will the hub be built? Oh, they're, they're building it soon. 3,000 beds, they say. The, the new hub will also be designed with relocatable cabins so that it can be utilized for an alternative and future needs including ongoing quarantine arrangements, crisis accommodation, and other emergencies. In Australia, concentration camp come to you. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it's relocatable, so they can move it around okay, to wherever yeah. they need to I guess, incarcerate. I guess if, uh, you know, if, if the idea is a camp, like you're not going to be given an actual living structure, like a structure to live in, then uh, like tiny know, relocatable, relocatable cabin. There you relocatable go. cabin. You know, wow. there was a time when Australia was known as a free country. What happened? And there was also well, a time they gave up a, their guns for one what thing. What year? But well, hold on, uh, uh, not too many ago. And there was a time when it was a penal colony. 
Oh, yeah. And, so and, and, and ironically <laughs> seemed probably more free then. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I think it's ba- it's baffling to me. I don't think it would fly in the United States outside of certain blue areas. I think... I think you'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it flew in, uh, you know, New York. New York. I would be surprised if they put up with it in, say, Oklahoma. Because... I wouldn't. Well, I, well look, I... I I have to be optimistic. I I don't think there's any other choice. Otherwise, you know, then I, you know, find a bridge and jump off it. Um, but I I think for a long time we've had uh, we've had people woke people. Apparently they're woke because they've been saying you know they're building FEMA camps and we're like hey you're crazy. Hey, 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 look at Australia now. Mm-hmm. See see and it's like well yeah no 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 it's it's frogs <laughs> in a pot. Let, let me let me pull this picture. No, 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 good point. Look how amazing this looks. Oh wow! All right, they say uh, design accommodation buildings into clusters of ten to sixteen units, housing around fifty to sixty guests, to create a higher level of privacy and outlook. Accommodation buildings are to be single story and maintain a low profile on the site. Give each quarantine block its own identity using color to assist with wayfinding. Oh, and I think probably if you're someone who lives there, you should wear the color maybe on your chest so that people know maybe which it's block a triangle. You're from. Maybe, you know, we could do shapes and colors. Shapes and you know, colors. Triangles, good, good. stars, something diamonds. That, something that evokes your identity in some way. Yeah, then they see you, they know which block you're supposed to be in. Yeah. And uh, then we have this right here. They say the proposed alternative... Qu- That's one of those. The proposed alternative quarantine accommodation will be constructed in multiple stages, supported by a decision gateway for government at the delivery of every 1,000 places. Figure 27 below shows an indicative master plan for the first 1,000 places. Well, the master plan, that doesn't sound at all scary. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. You know, you know, here's what I'm waiting for. Uh, liberal Twitter activist George Takai to weigh in on how this is a great idea. Yes. You know, it's because weird. irony has completely died. You know what I find really funny is that I can tweet something about, uh, oh, how about this? When Google and Facebook said we're mandating vaccines for employment, I tweeted, they're going to have a bunch of job openings. I, wa- I said, I wonder how many people will quit. All of a sudden, I get establishment Democrat Twitter screaming and waving their arms violently in the air, saying like, oh, who cares? What? What's the problem? Blech. Cameron Kasky of Parkland fame tweets at me like, well, then they're about to have a bunch of job, job openings for people who aren't stupid. And I said, I'm talking about medical exemption in these issues. Now, when I actually call the New York City government, they, they, they all said to me, you're so dumb. Obviously, there are medical exemptions to these, to these mandates. I call New York, and they say, no. I call the restaurants. They say, no, none. Sorry, bye. And now, where are all those people on Twitter? Not tweeting at me. I'll tell you this. I DM'd Cameron Kasky. Uh, just to be like, hey, man, just wanted to send this your way. Let you know, because I tweeted at him. Hey, we interacted on this before. Wondering what you think. Doesn't care. Hmm. Because these people don't care. They are marching us blindly towards fascism. And I mean it in a literal sense. Mussolini's fascism of the lucrative merger between corporation and state. We are watching it happen in Australia. You think this is a joke? They are building what they call relocatable cabins for people for other emergencies as part of their master plan for the first thousand. What is that going to look like? And let me tell you, there was uh, this uh, one of the athletes in the Olympics uh, said that uh, was it the Olympics? I can't remember. There, there, was a, there was an athlete who said they got quarantined and it was hell. They were in solitary confinement with no fresh air and garbage food. Have you seen the videos of people of the food they were given when they were in like a hotel quarantine? There was one guy up in Canada. It was like two pieces of, of white bread with an, a slice of American cheese in the middle of it. That's the food they give you at the hotel when you can't leave for two weeks and the windows don't open. That is worse 
than many prisons that at least give you outdoor time. This this one woman said she had to protest and threaten. They threatened her. We'll keep you locked up longer. And she was like, we need air. And then she said it was like the scariest moment of her life. She went outside and it was like the greatest moment of her, of her life to get that fresh air. That's what they're doing to regular people simply for travel. If you think that they're not going to do something worse to you for defying the government when the Australian military is already patrolling the streets, 800 ADF troops in Sydney, about 1,400 police officers, mounted officers, and dog patrols, and they announced 5 p.m. curfew. Now in New Zealand, which is Australia's Canada, one COVID case, and they locked the entire country down. You think I am exaggerating? Even CNN recognizes the absurdity by putting an ellipses in the title. New Zealand announces it's locking down the entire country, dot, 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 over one COVID case. They love this. It is not about, in New Zealand, you, you're not going to convince me it's about COVID. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No. It's one case COVID. and they shut no. the entire country down. Centralized authority. Building yes. camps for people. I'll tell you this, man. It's happening right now in front of everyone's face. And what worries me is the apathy. Because you mentioned people in Oklahoma would probably resist. Here's what I think. I think there will be select individuals who are going to be like, stay away from my house. And then there's going to be the majority of people being like, what am I supposed to do about it? Look, it, it, every movement starts with a cadre. Uh, there, there could be an incident, a spark, something that sets it off. We don't know where this is going to go. We are look. We we have this unique situation where we have a, a, a scenario that we've never had before. We have our least competent and worst ruling class ever. And we have angry, angry people, angry on many levels, and not for all the same things. I mean, there are a lot of angry leftists out there, too. That's right. But there are a lot of angry conservatives, and and you've talked to them, too, and you know the depth of their anger. And at some point, somebody, and I, I don't want it to happen, but it may happen, and that's what I wrote about. At some point, somebody's going to make the calculation I can't tolerate this anymore, and I don't care what they do to me. And then, then it right. gets ugly very, very fast. Do you because, see the DA- because this? All these institutions are a giant Jenga tower, and you pull out a couple uh, uh, a couple blocks, and that thing comes tumbling down because they're that incompetent. Do you see the DHS announcement on potential terror? Oh, yes. in the coming month. Yes. People who celebrate celebrate religious holidays, potential terror threat. Vaccine resistors. People who challenge government mandates, yeah. potential terror threat. Exactly. Uh people who people who question elections. Oh, Stacey Abrams, is she now a, oh, that's right. a threat? I thought she was, you know, I, I thought you, she was I'll only you, a threat to the 
Golden Corral steam table. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think will happen uh, here. I said this. Uh, I said this many times. My prediction would be. Uh, I'm not saying I, I have. I have can see the future. I'm saying if I had to make an, an educated guess, you'll find a small town in Oklahoma. And some young men, fighting age, I suppose, and maybe some middle-aged guys, just put up a sign at the front of the road that enters their town, and they get two guys to stand there on watch into and out of the town, and they just say, stand watch and check people who are coming in and out because we don't want any, any of that, that you know, uh, mandate stuff coming in and coming in our, our town. And so then the truck will pull up, and they'll be like, how's it going, sir? And be like, yeah, I'm just bringing in some uh, some wheat. And they'll be like, right away, no problem. And they'll let them in. And then some, like, law enforcement will come by, and they'll be like, you can turn it right around. Where does that lead to? I don't know. But I we've already seen some things like that, where some towns actually closed exit ramps to to their city. When we we were driving through, I think it was New Mexico, they, there was a small town, very oh, small, yeah. like a 1,000 people, and they, they blocked the exit ramp into their city because of COVID. <laughs> Now, th- those are people, right, so it's a blue area. Those are people who are scared of COVID doing it. Well, what do you think you're going to get from the more, you know, liberty-minded, conservative, or libertarian types in small towns in middle America? Look, I, I think there's a tremendous amount of anger out there because people uh, understand that they've been lied to, they've been cheated, and that they uh, uh, they are in the process of being disenfranchised. And that is a recipe for disaster. And once the disaster starts, there's no stopping it. So here we are now. We are in the era of mandated vaccines in four different cities, uh, notably New York, New Orleans, San Francisco. I'm not sure what the the last city was, but uh, it it may be three. I know that there were three announced. I know San Francisco and New York, and they're they're mandating this. No medical exemptions in New York, as, as I've noted several times. And now we're at the point where they're saying you need, after eight months, a booster shot. Which no, is, I'm gonna get right on that. Well, well, here's here, here's 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 the first thing I always say. Obviously, like for you, when you got vaccinated, you went to a doctor, and oh. it was a doctor you trusted. And yeah. he, he, would you call him a conservative doctor? Uh, yes. I think that's between you and him. I got nothing yeah. to do with it. But exactly. I will say, people got these vaccine cards. Did did any of y'all ask why there were four lines <laughs> on it, and you only needed two, and then it says other and other? Yeah, because they were always expecting there to be boosters. And to be honest, they even said this. They said, we may require more in the future. It may become a seasonal thing. So so here, here's, here's the point I want to make real quick. We already had one um, libertarian, I suppose, on Twitter say, if I had a choice between a facility with a mask mandate and a facility with a vaccine passport, I'd choose the vaccine passport because I'm already vaccinated. I like the choice. I like how he creates the choice where right. I can have this or I can have this abuse of my liberty or that abuse of my liberty. I'd rather take, you know, if I had to choose between gonorrhea and syphilis, I'd probably go with gonorrhea. And he says, that's, you know, that's he, the he, ultimate he, liber- modern libertarian uh, right. conundrum. Reason.com. But he, he, yeah. he, goes, he goes on to say, <laughs> I'm opposed to all of the restrictions, but I would just choose that one. And that's exactly the point. Yes. They say, at first, look, just just get it. And my response is like, if your doctor wants it, thinks you're, you should. You, you keep your medical decisions between you and a medical professional, not Internet people or, or politicians. Yeah. And then what happens is because these people have all just gotten it, when, the, when when it comes out that they're going to be mandating for all these businesses, they say, I don't care. I already got the vaccine, right? Yeah. Now what happens? Now you need a booster. And they say, well, I've already got the card and I've already done this much. I might as well just go and get the booster. What's The problem is it's incrementalization into authoritarianism. I got no problem with the vaccines. I got no problem to an even extent with like going to the countries requiring it. I went to Venezuela. I had to have a vaccine card. I do with the doctor, get it filled out. He signed it. I went to Venezuela. They said, show us proof you've got yellow fever and these other things. Yep. And I'm like, here you go. The problem is that in these cities, they're barring people in violation of their rights. 
And I don't know. What scares me is I don't see it as sustainable. So I guess I should say this. When you mentioned before that you think some people in Oklahoma will not stand for this kind of stuff, I actually should say people everywhere won't, even in New York City. I hope not. But I just – I'm not saying like I – actually, I actually think a decent amount of people everywhere will start becoming fed up with this. If you, if you look at New York, you can see that less than uh, – it's about 56 percent of the people are vaccinated, which means right now about half of New York City cannot use these services, yeah. these public accommodations. How long will that last until the system breaks? I, I, I think it is unsustainable. And, and remember, and it's not just that. It is a, a conglomeration of things. It is your children being taught that uh, because of their race, they are you know, either good or bad or <sighs> indifferent. It is, uh, it is uh, America humiliated overseas in Afghanistan. It is $4.59 gas, which I've been paying in L.A. Wow. It is, uh, you know, it is people say, well, you know, maybe you don't need cheeseburgers because, you know, the weather in 100 years. It is all these things where they suddenly, you know, the, the elite suddenly got a chance to kind of foist it's it's stuff on us, and in seven months, it's been a freaking disaster, as we predicted. And I, I, I think people are just getting fed up. Now, the thing that makes me, one of the things that gives me hope, I was alive when Saigon fell. I was 10 years old. I remember it. Uh, I was very engaged as a kid uh, in, in, in news and current events, and I, I remember distinctly, and I remember... Uh, feeling much like I'm feeling now, except now I didn't have friends who, you know, got shot in Afghanistan and are now wondering why they went and got shot. But uh, five years after Afghanistan or after Saigon fell, America elected Ronald Reagan and it started, you know, it, it, it gave us, you know, 11 years later, America was at its height of its power. And I was physically there at the place America was at its greatest power. I was at 7th Corps Main Command Post during Desert Storm, during the Land War. The greatest military force ever assembled, uh, the most decisive defeat of an enemy in all of military history, arguably, was uh, the uh, Allied attack in, uh, uh, ground attack in Desert Storm. And I was at 7th Corps Main Command Post. I heard radio calls I later read about in books. So I was physically standing there at America's greatest pinnacle of power, the undisputed power in the world. And it's been all downhill for 30 years from there. But it doesn't mean we can't go back. And the Romans had this too. You know, they, you know, Hannibal, you know, the Romans are doing great. Hannibal shows up. They lose, uh, 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 Three battles uh, in a row, uh, Kanai being the third of them, where 100,000 Romans are dead, uh, including most of their senators, which sounds to me like a good start. But uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Talking about ancient that's Rome. That's a joke. Ancient Rome. They, but, but, you know, and then Rome ground its way back and became even more powerful after. So, you know, a society can hit low points. We can hit the, hit the depths of our biorhythm. And still go back up. I'm optimistic, Tim. I'm always optimistic because I, you know, there, there's something about Americans. There's something about our Constitution. And these are unique and they are special. And I, I just, I just feel in my heart. And maybe I'm crazy and stupid. And maybe I'm idealistic. God help me. I thought that was surgically removed from me in law school. <clears throat> but I think we come back from this. 
But it's important that we understand how far down we are. It's like the alcoholic has to take, you know, inventory when he hits bottom. But during, uh, would you say that during the Vietnam era, the country was at this level of authoritarianism? No. Fracturing? Political tribalism? Uh, somewhat. Remember, there was a full-scale terrorist, low-intensity, yeah, low-intensity, uh, 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 conflict. Thousands of bombings in the early 70s. Thousands. In the early 70s. I mean, they weren't killing people left and right, but they were kind of killing it people was, left. It, it was mostly shock and awe, wasn't it? Like, uh, a lot of it was, uh, a lot of it were message bombings, but there were, you know, cops being shot down the street, uh, the capital was blown up, uh, they tried to blow up a number of targets, managed to blow up themselves, which, you know, that's a win-win. Um, uh, unfortunately, after, after that, a lot of them were absorbed into academia. And uh, look, we and then raised some kids who went on to become DAs in San Francisco. Yes, Chesa Bodine. Mm-hmm. Yep. We um, the, what we need. What well, look? Here's what I'm afraid of, and here's what we need. We need not Ronald Reagan, but a Reagan-like figure who is willing to come in and push his agenda towards the kind of uh, civil right, civil liberties that we're talking about. Not exactly like Ronald Reagan, not the same policies, but a, a, a communicator who is forthright and focused. I am worried that what we're going to get is a real authoritarian because people are going to say, I can't take this chaos. Yeah, that's right. I can't take this so, chaos. And, and, and was, there, there are three options. <clears throat> a free society where everyone has rights, a society where our authoritarian rules, a society where their authoritarian rules. I want number one. I can live with number two. Number three, it's war. Was Abraham Lincoln authoritarian? Yes. That's right. He was. Yes, and he was. And he was one of my heroes. He, he, his portrait was on my family's wall at my grandmother's house uh, in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, burned twice by the Confederacy, right down the road from Gettysburg, which is one of the first places I was taken as a kid. So, yes. A guy can be authoritarian and not necessarily authoritarian in context and in a limited way with the idea of coming War. back from it. James Buchanan, right? He, he was uh, the one who led us into uh, the Civil War, basically. Yeah, he was uh, the uh, Biden of his era. Exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is Biden Buchanan. JB, JB. JB, JB. There you go. <laughs> Oh, no. Except I'm not sure Biden, uh, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure Buchanan was, uh, you know, Grandpa Badfinger, but let's leave yeah. his personal <laughs> But can we, can we get like a, a numerologist now to like do the numbers and be like the correlation between the two? Well, let me, let me, it. let me text my phrenologist. There you go. And see what he's. So it, so a lot of people were wondering if this period of Biden would be so bad that you will get a major, you know, blowout election in 2022 and 2024. I think with, you will. I mean, I'd like to say that, but I think I've thought that in the past. You know, in 2018, I was like, wow. I was like, with, with, with how crazy the Democrats have gotten and how inconsistent and broken. And then we get the squad. Uh, you, know, you actually get more uh, uh, absurd. Look, the, the Democrat Party has been pulled to the left. The uh, Republican Party has been pulled uh, <laughs> to the patriotic uh, because for a long time the Republican Party was – you know, an establishment party. It was the party of the guy who pulled up and, uh, uh, you know, stepped out of his limousine and fired all you guys uh, who worked at the uh, carrier air conditioning plant and said, hey, your job's going to Oaxaca. Don't worry. We'll uh, teach you to code or something. Yeah. And he looks exactly like Mitt Romney, by the way. And look, the Republican Party ignored normal people, the guys who built this country, fed it, fueled it, fought for it. They ignored them. 
in, in, in favor of this giant corporate nightmare. I, look, you, you, you gotta understand, I was a normal Republican. I, I subscribed to the Weekly Standard before it became, you know, uh, uh Weekly Anti-Trump? Before it became a Jeffrey Tubin, uh, uh, Zoom <laughs> inspiration nice. material. Um, and I, I, I only changed because of YC. I was not a supporter of Trump when he was running. Uh, before he ran, before he won the primary, after he won the primary, I was a reluctant supporter. I became an active supporter when he proved himself. I, I supported going into Iraq. I supported going into Afghanistan. I thought these were good ideas. I actually participated in a successful nation building operation in Kosovo. Very different situation though. I changed my minds because my mind because the facts changed, and I love what these guys on Twitter are like. You know, you know, ten years ago you had different ideas. Yes, yes. <laughs> when when things changed and I I reevaluated in, under new facts. Yes, I changed my mind. You you have correctly assessed what I have done. Good point. Aces. You are correct, and I don't delete the old stuff. Oh yeah. Several years ago, I didn't own any guns. Now I own many. Oh, now I got a Barrett M eighty two. Nice. I think that's really Holy funny. crap! <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Bears around here? Bears. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Actually, that's that's not for bears. <laughs> I mean, it could. Ha- it, well, bears, daddies, you know, otters. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, uh, no, it's it's you, you have a. I, I went. I remember I was talking to uh, someone who posted on Facebook some meme like, "There's no reason to own any weapon." They said, "No, no self-respecting hunter would ever use an assault weapon." And so then, uh, uh, I was respond- not a hunter. I responded with like showing like a, you know a polymer tip uh, 450 Bushmaster versus like a, a nine millimeter which is used in combat or like a 556, and then I'm like, which one do you think the hunter uses? They use the stopping power yes. for large animals, and I was like, your argument makes no sense. But the interesting thing was they came back with like, oh, the right wing gun nuts. No one's taking your guns. Here's a list of my guns that have been banned already, and like, and and then he responded with, what do you need any of those for? And so I actually said, I'm going to engage this guy in good faith. And I had a list. I said, okay. And then I explained the purpose of every gun, like barrel length, caliber, like hunting, a small game. Like I got a, a break action 410. It's like a turkey shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we have wild turkeys sometimes. We don't really, we don't use it here. But when you go to West Virginia, you got to get rid of some of the turkeys because they're a pest if there's yep. too many. Then you got to, then you get something more powerful if there's wild boars infesting an area. Deer can become a very big problem. Yep. And then you have home defense. Mm. Yes. You've got different, uh, you know, options there. And then I was like, we'll put the M82 at the bottom. We'll come back to that one later. <laughs> and then I said, and then and then my response to that one was because I have a right to own it, and it's none of your business. Yeah, because outside of anything else, I can easily explain the function of these things. This one, it's just it's mine. Yeah, I I, I want it, which is another grounds for not taking the vaccine. Why don't you want the vaccine? Because C- I don't. Done. D- argument over. That that. See, people don't understand about rights, Tim. They think that rights are just. Uh, like a brand of like special privilege, but if you you know a priv- you know if you have a really good reason though the right has to give way. And as I, I I said before, a lot of these people have the whole rights responsibility thing. Like uh, what is his name, Uncle Ben in Spider Man? With great power comes great responsibility. No, no, the idea of rights is no responsibility. Rights are a given. Otherwise, they're not rights. They're just privileges. And we've seen what you would do with privileges. The founding fathers. Said that we have, uh, you know, it's, it's self-evident. We have we have inalienable rights yes. that uh, were granted to us by our Creator. Yes, Meaning, we can do them even if you think it's a bad idea, and they'll try and stop you. Yes, and even with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, 
they still infringe upon all of them, oh, even yeah. though the Founding Fathers outlined that these shall not be infringed, but here we are. And one of the biggest disasters of our uh, uh, institutions is the Supreme Court failing to aggressively police attacks on our rights. Every time they pass on a, uh, you know, you can't sing in church. They have, or, they have or, no power. Or, 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 well, I, the Supreme Court is, is meaningless. The, the Supreme Court would have had some moral authority if it stood up for the things it should. Then people would listen. Now people are like, well, you know, Kavanaugh is just going to roll over because he's got to go to the country club. Yep. A, a guy I don't Do you know understand what, because if they did that to me, holy crap, it would be a jihad. So we, we, they would be my project. I think it was Will Chamberlain who told us that the reason the Supreme Court doesn't get aggressive on some of these cases is because they have no enforcement ability. And if they push hard on something, it will reveal the emperor has no clothes, which it has. When the Supreme Court yes. ruled that the eviction moratoriums yep. were illegal completely in every sense, yep. and the CDC has no authority to do it, then Biden said, I'm just anyway. do it anyway. Yeah, whatever. Screw the Supreme Court. Right? That's my my issue with rights being inalienable. I mean, the way it's written is they can't t- inalienable. They can't t- can't be taken away. They're there. But like the reality, like that's kind of the myth we tell ourselves. The reality is, if someone with a lot of weapons wants to just say this is a new world with new sets of well, rights and laws and ideas, then that is what it is. Well, simply because rights can be violated doesn't make them not rights. It makes somebody a, a violator of rights, and you have a moral obligation to resist. No, no, right. Look, people are going to want to take what's yours. You may well, have so, a right so, to uh, but they're going to want to take Ian, it. Ian, do you think people have a right to express themselves freely? It depends on the situation. So that's, is that a no? Yeah, if you're if you're out in the woods and if you make a sound, the, the, the panther knows where you are and will rip your throat out, then no, you don't, you don't have that right. Well, yeah, you have the ability. You, you have the right. You just got to defend it. Right. Which is why you need that Bushmaster. But, I mean, the reality is we're, we're squishy bodies. But like, I, don't, I don't think you understand what a right means, right? So yeah, like, exactly. We've got to define should, what that should, even means. Should, if, if, if somebody wanted to speak freely, should they be stopped? Well, it depends on the situation. If you're so, going to so alert th- people th- to your are, presence, then, yeah, they should be stopped. I'm just saying, like, okay, so there are circumstances in which you think people shouldn't be allowed to express exactly. themselves. Yes. Right. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think people have a right to express themselves no matter what. Well, the consequences, the military. You, the consequences are their choice. There's a difference between saying, well, you might give away your position. It's like, okay, well, you, you, you're allowed to do it. That's your decision, not mine. And I'll uh, tell you this. And if I'm standing next to you and we're in the woods and you want to start screaming at the top of your lungs, I have a right to walk away. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Ian, you go ahead yeah, and do it. Yeah, but if my I'm screaming is going to get us killed, then I will leave. No. My, my, your, my rights are more important than your life. And it's not even close. And no offense. But my rights are more important than your life. They're also more important than my life. I will not live where I cannot speak freely, where I cannot worship as I see fit. I will not live that way. What about the right? I will die before I do. What that. about the right to pursue happiness? That's not a right. That's that is this, that is a that is that is a a, a preamble. R- rights are specific. I see. You have yeah, the life, right and liberty, and the freely. pursuit of happiness. That, and that was a that was like a, a conveyance of feeling about what their goal was. Not they didn't they didn't make the First Amendment the right to pursue happiness. Right. Yes. It's nebulous and vague and can't be enforced. Yes, and 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 the Bill of Rights is not the only rights. It simply it's, expects some. Uh, in fact, they thought many many people thought we don't need a Bill of Rights. This stuff's obvious. I well, thank, thank the was it the anti federalists. Uh, I don't remember. It's one I, of I, them. I think it was the anti federalists who were like, ah, we're not giving you that power. It's got to be outlined. In fact, I think there was originally seventeen in the Bill of Rights, and they decided to combine some, remove some, and boy, did they screw up the second. You know why? Because the original article that they wrote up, 
actually said, even if you are not a part of a militia, your right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But they were worried that if they included that, people would use it as an argument to avoid conscription. So they said, let's just say you have the right to keep and bear arms. Let's just give the... uh Damn Brady group, uh, some to try and hang its stupid. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter though. You know why? Because without it's still clear without culture, it's meaningless. Oh, of course. That's my point. Look, rights right. have to be look. Rights have to be defended and enforced. But no, no, no Ian. I, I'm not saying that your rights don't exist. I'm saying that if you don't have a culture that's willing, that's going to agree with you or recognize your rights, then the Constitution, the Constitution doesn't grant you your rights. It tells the government not to infringe upon these specific rights. Right, but if, it was if there, you have a culture that says we'll infringe anyway, be prepared to defend but, your rights. But it was the the fathers, the founding fathers, that decided which rights are inalienable. No, it wasn't they, like no, those no, were no, 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 no. It wasn't no. like God no, like, they channeled didn't. it for no, these. That, no, they didn't, Ian. No. They yeah. said let's create a list of rights to stop the government from infringing. Yeah. They even say that rights that aren't included are not are, are, are just because they didn't include in the Bill of Rights. It doesn't mean you don't have those rights. Right. They were like, let's pick the best like outline for the what it is to live ones. in like a human yeah this society the and they agreed ones. on it these are Puritan, Puritan Christian white men that agreed on a set of rights well no. does it mean that no. they're the only rights or that they're the best rights no Ian you are wrong they didn't all agree on what rights were in fact there was an argument well, over whether or not they'd have a bill of rights mm-hmm. what they said was we have rights then which ones do we put in out of 17 they get down to 10 and they said these are the ones that protect the country and they negotiated and compromised there were many people who felt there were some rights you should have and some rights you shouldn't have some people were were, were were slave owners and some people were abolitionists. They clearly did not agree. So I'm just, what, I guess th- some cultures might have a bill of rights that say you have the right to three wives. Yeah, but they're wrong. Well, who says though? That's our, our, I, 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 our, our military. Our, our constitution does not say you have a right to anything. Yes, that's correct. No positive rights. It, it does. It says no, it these doesn't. these rights are yours. No, no it does. The government can't no, infringe on them. Right. The, and the, the, the government our rights, cannot infringe on our these rights. Our rights are negative rights. Mm-hmm. When the, the rights that the enumerated rights, that is the ones that are specifically set out because those are not the only ones. They're specifically reserve other rights. The enumerated rights are all negative. The they Bill say, of Rights, you're saying. The Bill of Rights, they are all negative in the sense that they, uh, the government cannot infringe on these. There are no rights that you have to something. You have no right to a house or a job or to my labor but in or saying, to pronouns. In saying they have the obligation to not infringe on that right, they're essentially saying you have that right. Yeah. So they no, are they're acknowledging. They, no. They, well, the rights come from God. That's what it says. It's written in that it's like God it, said. It, it, and it's it, like, it, come on, guys. Well, I don't think you understand the philosophy. God, of what the, I God think you, gave it. Ian, I think it would be really important that if you're well, going Where else would rights you, come well, from? Ian, a you gun. Need, Ian, you need to actually, like, read some theology and some religion to understand what they're saying because I think the the problem here is that you fundamentally don't understand the philosophy behind inalienable rights. You seem to think that some guys read a Bible and just arbitrarily decided something because you don't understand what it means to have intrinsic inherent value. Well, I human. see that there is value to it. I, I acknowledge like the free speech is legit, but it's also subjective to our society and our culture right now. No, I can't, a, a right can't be subjective. A right is inherent to every human being. And, you know, even even the victim of the Taliban who's got an AK-47 to his head has a right to speak freely even if someone's going to blow his head off because he does it. Uh, and when I say the rights come from God, I, look, I, look, I'm a religious guy. There are people who aren't religious who just understand, who are humanists, they'll call themselves humanists, and say that as a human being, I have these rights. And, you know, at the end, the, the effect is uh, similar in that they are a given they are outside debate. You cannot debate the right to do it. 
because the right exists. That's why I reject all these balancing tests. Well, you know, Tim, it's important that you uh, have free speech. But, you know, if your speech is harmful, well, look, speech is uh, the only speech that matters. The only time rights matter is when it's harmful or forbidden or unwanted or unreasonable. Otherwise, it doesn't. You don't need a right. You, you, it's a, I, I think you know, no one will care. There, there's there 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 are certain rights that are actually universal. In fact, um, you know, uh, in all in all cultures, you know, the right. Well, the, I, I, there are basic like tenets that allow us to survive as a species better, and I think a lot of those are codified in the U.S. Constitution. But for people to realize, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm afraid that people are going to rely and be like. These are my rights. This paper says so, so no one can touch me. And like, dude, you have to fight. What? To, yeah. To, no. If you want those to be real, Boy, we're you, on, you need to struggle. We're on the same sheet of music mm-hmm. there. And that's, you know, that's, that's why I believe every American should own guns. That's why I believe every American should be uh, trained to participate in the defense of our community Maybe. and constitution. And well, uh, uh, I mean, there's the serious challenge, though, of what happens when the bus pulls up for the Australians and says, you know, we're going to be taking you and relocating you to the alternative uh, quarantine hub, to the relocatable campsite. <laughs> we're going to be color coordinating, you know, your outfits and yeah. your and your and your uh, cabins. Yeah, so unfortunately, they're going to finish their fosters and get on board. Mm-hmm. They actually I don't think they have fosters in Australia. I think they have fosters in Australia. I don't think so. No, I think it's I think like I think it's like the uh, the uh, old Milwaukee. No, I'm Australia. pretty sure it's not there. I have friends from Australia, and they're like, we don't have that. You don't have fosters? I'm pretty sure. They can. Yeah, Sydney, I'm pretty sure that's not that's Sydney Watson. Thing. Can you? Can yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said they don't. You're have from them. Australia. Okay. I, I always make that joke, uh, or not, like a half joke, to my Australian friends. I'd be like, oh, so you guys like drink fox, fosters like Budweiser, and like we don't have that. It's American. And I'd be like, really, really. But maybe I don't know. Propaganda. I'm not from Australia. Well, what, so what's up with so, well, so? So let me let me ask you though. Let's, they got let's, let's, gurus. Let's in, in in light of this conversation about our rights, with everything that's been happening, where do you? Let's talk about the split. What what do you think is? Uh, you're optimistic. You said that you think we're going to have a, a, a resurgence and some patriotism, a, a new president who comes and saves the day. Or do you think it's all going to just crumble, fall apart? Look, I, I, I have to think that somehow we're going to get through this and we're, there's going to be a new day where we realize that it's important uh, to respect our rights, to create a civil society where everybody can participate and uh, where it's not run for the pure benefit of an elite upper class. There will always be an elite, but we used to have an elite that at least pretended to 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 care about the nature of the country and the people in it. We don't have that right now. Uh, the split is my sixth uh, uh, Kelly Turnbull action novel. People run around shoot people. The, this story is America has split in two into red and blue areas. The hero goes into the blue areas to do missions and sees how things are happening. The split takes place about a year, six months, a year after the country has split in two. So this is like uh, your imagination of what would happen if this really did happen, right? Yes. Basically. So, yeah. so how does the country split? Uh, country uh, basically comes up to the brink of war and negotiates uh, uh, a somewhat peaceful uh, uh, split into basically. But, but what's the underlying fracture? Is it just tribalism? It's exactly what we're seeing now. It's an elite that uh, wants to oppress. It is uh, normal Americans who don't want to be oppressed. Uh, there is some violence. Some red it, states like you know Abbott, DeSantis say we're not going to comply. Exactly. Some of the some of the bigger uh, uh, red states refuse to comply. There is a crisis, which was the book that preceded this crisis, and that covers uh, the the split up of America in my my timeline. 
And uh, all through it, you know, you have my little action hero running around with his Wilson Combat CQB-45 shooting liberals and seeing people uh, uh, be wacky. And he's dealing with a lot of these folks. And Amer- Blue America is essentially a, a giant college campus. People's talking about their pronouns, you know, sports team. Uh, you know, forced to, uh, you know, invite, uh, fat athletes so that they're anti-fatism. Uh, it's almost, yeah. what, what's that, what's that, um, I can't remember the Idiocracy? name. Idiocracy? No, 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 that, that, that <laughs> short, the, the, I mean, yeah, the short story about how, um. Harrison Bergeron. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I know, it's just like right there, uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, another Kurt who writes. Well, books. So, so does this does this follow the timeline properly with the other story you had? Like, uh, yeah. Well, look, I've, I've written the books out of chronological order. I actually conveniently have a list. In fact, I've got like 425 reviews in Amazon. Most of them five star, which I'm super appreciative of. I, I, people love these books, and I, I I really enjoy writing them. And I hope I'm saying so. But they, they, in, in these reviews, a startling number are like, and in his preface, which you should read, Kurt lists the timeline of the books because they're I didn't write them chronologically in the timeline. Uh, so you can write read them as he wrote them. You can read them in chronological order to see how things go. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I, I'm now in six books, so I've kind of got like a canon. But- and I feel like those Star Trek guys... You know, and people are coming up going, you know, your character, Kelly Turnbull, in number one, he said his social security number was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But in the new one, it's one, two, three, four, five, seven, nine. What's up with that? Would you, typo, would you advise them reading them chronologically or from the beginning? But let's go, I want to go, I want to talk about the story. Um, you don't, you don't think it's going to happen though? No, I, I, I think we're going to figure, look, I, I think we're going to have, uh, in 2022, 2024, a, uh, a, a backlash. And I think we're going to muddle through. That doesn't mean we will. That means I think that's the most likely result. And frankly, it's the one I hope for. What do you think the Democratic establishment will do when they lose control of the House but retain control of cultural institutions? Um, and the presidency. Well, if we have a... Well, if, we're, if, are, are they up? They're, they're up to lose the Senate as well, right? They could lose the Senate. Yeah. It's less likely. They're almost right. certain to lose the House, just on structural factors, gerrymandering, uh, uh, gerrymandering, uh, which we should do ruthlessly because they're going to. Uh, I want to. I want to pause real quick and explain how important and good gerrymandering. Oh, is. Oh yes, the people who claim that gerrymandering is bad, these people are authoritarians who are trying to lie to you and manipulate you. And you see the memes all the time where they're like, "Gerrymandering is bad," and here's why, and they show three squares. And within each square, you can see 40% red and 60% blue. And they say, in each of these districts, a Democrat will win. Now let's do gerrymandering. And then they shape the inside of the cubes in certain ways so that it's only, it's like, th- it's like three to two red and the right. Republicans win. And then they always say, see, that's why it's bad. They will, they will then show you a map. And on the map, you'll see like a Dan Crenshaw's uh, district, for instance, is like a weird moon shape with like weird lines connecting it. And they're like, see, it makes no sense, right? What should it look like? A square? But what about industrial centers? What about factories? Exactly. Are those going to fall inside his congressional district? No. They draw these things to make sense for two two very important reasons. One, when it's drawn all weird, it's because that's where people live. Yes. And they think it's going to be a square. It's like, that's a, that's a sea world, dude. <laughs> He's got, to, he's got, to, he's got, to, it's got to be over the houses. So they connect the residential areas and it looks weird. The other reason is if we just did it block by block, 
you very well could end up with zero representation for a strong minority who then says, I object, because they're no longer getting listened to. Exactly. Uh, ideally, representative districts should be representative. Uh, but they don't have to be perfect. And, uh, you know, the, the party in power in each state has the ability to draw lines to its advantage to get one or two extra seats. Uh, in New York, I think there are right now eight Republicans. They're probably going to cut it down to three. Yeah, and I think... Uh, and, and, and in Ohio, there's a map you could draw, a legit map, that, and there's some uh, Voting Rights Act stuff to make sure that minority communities have represent, representation. Uh, we, we, that's just a fact. I'm not arguing for or against it. Uh, but you could, uh, you could get a 13-2 uh, Republican Ohio. If you wow. did it, uh, and I say you should do it because so, everybody's going to do it. So back to the back to the main issue: uh, Republicans control a majority of the states, yes. the state houses, which means they can draw up the congressional maps. Yes, which means Republicans, just on that factor alone, are poised to win at yes. least what is it, eleven seats they need to win. Yeah, about they need five to win, five to take over. And what do you think is going to happen? When in 2022 the Democrats lose the House, they've already been tweeting: "If we lose the House, it's all over." I wonder what they mean by it's all. What is that reference to? And then what happens in 2024 when Trump or DeSantis wins? We already saw how insane they got in the first term of Trump. Do we, do we, are we just going to assume that they're going to sit back? Look, look what, uh, uh, it was reported by the Boston Globe. What's, um, what's the guy he did the Hillary campaign? I can't remember his name. Podesta? Podesta, John Podesta. Yeah, look what he said, uh, during, before, Boston Globe said that he, he advised the West Coast to secede if Donald Trump were to win the election. So what's going to happen come 2024? They lose cultural power 2020. They, they lose House power in 2022. We then start seeing, well, I don't want to get optimistic, but maybe Republicans will use subpoena power. I really doubt it. Well, look, <laughs> I, I, if we get a Republican in there who is woke, who knows what time it is, which which you mean uh, red build. Red pilled. Yeah, woke Ooh. is the other way. Other way. I like woke. Woke. Woke is my word. I'm taking woke back. I'm with you. I, I, I want woke. I man, I'm insomniac woke. I refuse to sleep. I, no You're ambient awake. for Kurt. Um, I want a Republican. Let's let's call it Ron DeSantis because Donald Trump is not that guy. Donald Trump still believes in institutions, which is adorable, but you know, I, I and I'll support him if he's the nominee. Uh, but, uh, we, we, you know, he's going to have primary, I think. I don't think he right. walks in by any right. means. I, uh, and nor should he. I am unsentimental about politicians. You've got to prove you're the best. You got to prove you're the winner. And there's no gimmies and, uh, no favorites. It's but you, Battle Royale, Thunderdome. First, do you think Republicans should that? One, one interesting thing is we have a ton of Republicans running now. Like the announcements are, are apparently like huge numbers of people getting active and getting involved. Which, yeah, a lot of them are. I mean, like Mike Pompeo is a nice guy, but I don't no, see no, no, any I mean Pompeo in, I mean mania. Oh, for the House. The House is great. Yeah, it's it's crazy. People oh, we're, oh, we're seeing some great candidates in some areas. Oh, my gosh. People are, people are super motivated, and that's great because that starts building our bench. And then you have people like uh, Scott Pressler, who's doing voter registration. Love Scott. And he's saying, the I think persistence. Republicans, right, they're going to overtake Democrats in voter registration. So these are really good signs. Yeah. And do you, uh, but it, do, you, do you think the Republicans will use the powers of the House at all the way the Democrats did? Um, Kevin McCarthy's going to have to walk a fine line between the old Republicans and the new ones. And, he uh, and, and, and he could resign. He won't. 
<laughs> but look, I mean, look, we're, we're adults here. There are factions. Our faction is not the majority. Our faction is the best. We are indisputably correct about our general principles. But not everyone agrees with us. Well, we got to convert some. We got to win uh, electoral fights against others, and we've got to use pressure. And if Kevin uh, Kevin McCarthy feels the pressure to conform the way Nancy Pelosi has felt pressure from her radicals, which is a squad, and I'm, as I'm calling ourselves the radicals, if only because we are not the establishment, uh, that's okay. I don't care why they conform as long as they conform. And then come uh, 2024, will the Democrats... Go insane. They will. DeSantis wins. They will. Or Trump. But we need somebody who is conservative woke, who understands that every institution is dominated by the left and wants to uh, bulldoze it all. I mean, destroy academia. I mean, end student loans. No more grants to them. I mean, impose, uh, uh, you know, you know, we're, hey, guess what? Free speech on campus. If you don't defend it, you're in trouble. You know what we need? We need a great reset of academia. Oh, yes. The idea that oh, we're yes. we're having young people take out hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Disgraceful. To go to a building to read the internet. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And look, I, uh, you know, I, I've got teenagers, uh, so I kind of hear some of what teenagers do. Look, I'm 56 years old, okay? I, my, my finger's not on the pulse, and I don't get their music uh, <laughs> at all. But uh, a lot of them are unbelievably woke about the college scam. They're like, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to go to uh, some giant college, get a useless credential. It's not going to help me walk out with this anchor around my neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I love uh, to hear it. I, I, you know, there are other things I can do. Maybe I go out there. Maybe I'll start a podcast, which I think is beautiful. There's so, God, there's so much opportunity out there. We just need to be unleashed. There's so many ways people can create a life that they want to live. You did it. You've done it. You've done it. I've done it. We built lives we wanted to live. Think about that. That is unprecedented in human history. How many people got to say it? Most of them spent their whole life, you know, rowing a, uh, 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 you know, people uh, hoeing a row. You, you, the, the issue, I, guess. Yeah. I think, I think uh, the farmer. issue <laughs> is that we've we've taught too many people to to be envious, and so what you get is. People who desperately want to fit in yeah. by just doing what they're told to do. Yes. And that's how you end up with people believing the economy is good. Yes. The media says it. I'll believe whatever they say so I can fit in. That's how you succeed. Instead of realizing that doing what you want to do and just doing it good, uh-huh. well, is is what brings success. I- exactly. And then, and look, education may be part of it. Look, I, I needed a law degree to be a lawyer and a strategy degree to be a colonel. That's fine. I got those. They didn't stop me from doing other things. I, I, but, you know, the, 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 I, I was talking to the guys downstairs about being at UC San Diego. And I remember literally two things. I remember a little bit about the, uh, uh, from, from classes. All right. I, I, I had been, I worked on Capitol Hill as an intern through the college. I wrote on the comedy paper and the political paper. Uh, you know, I drank a lot of Coors. I saw the Jesus and Mary Chain live. I mean, I did a lot of fun things. But from classes, I learned a little about uh, 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 containment in the Cold War and got to talk to Michael Malice about it. By the way, that's his next book. And uh, I, I learned about proportional voting in uh, one particular class. And I understand it, and I don't like it. But um, that's literally all I got from the classes. I could have not ever gone to a class, and I'd be the same person. Yep. And that's, I mean... You know my favorite thing is? 
when people on Twitter are like, Tim Pool's a high school dropout and it shows. And I'm like, bro, you have like, you're just like some random anonymous guy on Twitter and like, I'm running a big multimedia business. Dude, you're, like, you're, wake up, dude. Go work, go work for yourself. Stop thinking about other people. I, this, this is what I'm saying. They spend so much time caring about other people instead of themselves. Well, look, I, I mean, high school dropout. What does that mean? You, you, it means you, I found institutionalized learning facilities to be a waste of time. Yes. And you're here. You, you just had a guy with two advanced degrees, a law firm, uh, who was a colonel in the army, and I jumped on a plane to fly across the country to sit here talking to you for two hours. That seems pretty freaking good to me. Hard work pays off. Yeah. And only hard pe- work pays off. And look, I, 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 I tell people, you know, you know, people are like, uh, don't follow your dreams. Well, that's not necessarily so. You got do. You got eat some stuff. Okay, <laughs> you got to work hard. I mopped out toilets at Carl's Jr. I was a private in the army. I did hard, miserable things. I don't want to do again. But I'm doing what I want to do. So you enlisted? Yeah, I was enlisted. And then how do you... Uh, at, at, officer at, candidate school. At a certain point, you then go... Well, I, I had the promise of officer candidate school after basic training. So I went from basic immediately to OCS, oh, which okay. was a not, worst 14 weeks of my life. <laughs> I would go back to a war zone in a heartbeat before I go back to OCS. Why? Don't, don't, don't it was of- horrible. Don't don't a lot of people they just go to they get a degree and then they go into a, uh, they go uh, uh, ROTC yeah and they they get, they get essentially some of the same training without the same nightmarish qualities of Oscar Candidate School Oscar Candidate School is designed to throw out one third of the people who apply and they do yeah and uh, I should have been one of them because I was new to the army I didn't know anything about the army I'd been in eight weeks I managed to stick around. Uh, the reason I stuck around, according to my, uh, 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 the officer in charge of my platoon was, well, you, you were good on academics and you would teach people. And I thought that was, you know, that was something good. You took a skill you had and you used it. And I thought that was good leadership. So I let you stay. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. great. And I, I, I mean, miserable, horrible. <laughs> I, I, one, I, I, I'm so glad I did it. What do they just right, starve you guys? Like, oh yeah, starve, no sleep, mm-hmm. uh, constant pressure, constant pressure for fourteen weeks. Like, what's an example? Oh wow, what's an example of like? Oh god, uh, you're gonna get fl- you'll flunk out if you don't do this, this, and this. Okay, guys, you've rested ten minutes. Now we're gonna march twelve miles. You know, just constant, and you 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 see how much you can take, and you learn a lot about yourself then, and about what your guys are going through. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I could look at my guys in the eye and say, hey, I ate, you know, garbage too. Dirt. I ate dirt too. You know, you know why they need it? Because too many people in this country, uh, they grow up in foofy marshmallow land. Yeah. They, and, they, and, they, they, their parents, you know, I, I know, I, there's a Kirk, uh, an insurance commercial, I think it is. And it's like the parents, you know, tell the kid, like, we got you a car and it's a hand me down. And they're like, I can't believe this. And they're like, Oh no! And I'm you know, some some commercial where the kids freaking out because the car they got was bad, and I was like, "Man, you got a car? Wow! <laughs> My, like, those I, are the people that need that." I got a '73 Mustang, a '302 engine, three-speed auto, uh, for uh, 750 bucks, and I had to drive my brother around. And drive myself to work and pay oh, for the gas and stuff. I'll tell I, you, that, that was my car. I loved it. I'll tell you a story. Um, I was a, a long time ago. I was a teenager. I had a, my car broke. And I was going to go hang out with a friend and I lived, this is when I was in the suburbs of Chicago and my friend I think was like 20 miles away in a car. It's no big deal. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, you're in the suburbs. So like, I got to drive up. I'll be, I'll be there in like half an hour. So I grabbed a bike. And I said, I'm going to ride the 20 miles because if I want to go hang out, I have no choice. My car doesn't work. I can sit around and do nothing. I don't want to do that. That's lame. I got on my bike and I was riding down the side of a highway, pitch black in the middle of the night, and the tire exploded and I flipped over my handlebars and then I started walking. <laughs> so, yeah. there, and then uh, and there was another time where I was hanging out in Naperville, a suburb of Chicago, and after the party ended, I was like, time to go home and start, start 10 mile walk. Took me a couple hours, uh, several hours, got back in the early hours of the morning, went to bed. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I had a great time walking those 10 miles. It was great. Yeah, I remember walking back from uh, uh, a party like seven or eight miles, and I was but, just like, okay. But how many people have that determination to be like, I am going to actually embark on walking 10 it, it, miles or riding a bike for 20? It's important to do hard things, and what you see for so many of these kids today who are, you know, carted between soccer and violin lessons and, you know, hot yep. yoga <laughs> is there's a lot of it, but it isn't hard. It isn't it. it, it, it there's no gut check for them because their tiger mom is, screen, is, is is making them do it in OCS. No, literally no one cared except me if I got tossed out. No one cared. It was all me. They weren't encouraging me. They were like, hey, if you can't suck it up, get out. Quit. And a lot of people did. I, I was just stupid and stubborn. Uh, but I did it. And I, I, I think those experiences are hugely valuable. It, it makes you a better person to do hard things and know you can do hard things. And our, our society... What's that horrible, horrible cliche that's absolutely true? Uh, good times, may, uh, hard men make good times. Good times make soft, soft men. men. Soft makes men hard times. Hard times make good men. I, I, God, it's a hack cliche, but it's absolutely true. It is. And then it's also the fourth turning. You're familiar with uh, the uh, the fourth turning? No, it's the fourth turning. Uh, uh, what is it? Strassau generational theory? Uh, there's a lot of people who watch who, who like it. A lot of people don't like it. They think it's stupid. It's interesting. Uh, idea, it's basically though. every 20 years, every, with every, every new generation, you get different periods of seasons. And so you have like the, I forgot the name of the, of, of the of each turning. The first is like immediately after World War II, mm-hmm. the baby boom, yep. the economy's exploding. Then you get the next uh, generation, the children of those who fought. Then you get the, the you know the next generation, and then by the fourth turning is you're in the crisis again. Yep. So like World War II was the crisis period. Yep. And so we Sounds are about right. We are literally in the crisis period right now, which is set to end, I believe, on twenty tw- in twenty twenty eight. It coincides with the loss of life, like basically the last generation that experienced the the, the winter. It's um spring, summer, winter, or fall, oh, winter. Oh, interesting. Are- hey, look, I, I look, I I think there may be something to that. Uh, what, definitely. What, what, what happened eighty years ago? Well, we had the depression eighty years ago. Eighty years ago, yeah. Uh, World War Two. What happened eighty years before that? Oh gosh, uh, Civil War. What happened eighty years before that? Revolution. That's right. So that's basically the idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, look, I, I get it. I think that's uh, uh, at the very least, it's thought provoking. Yes, I agree. There's no guarantees. I mean, you know, someone notices a pattern of like three major events happening after several generations and they're like, maybe it'll happen again. But when a generation dies that has experienced the trauma, they're not there to protect us from experiencing that trauma again. People are like, the war will be over by Christmas. Let's go. That's why right now it's hilarious to see, uh, I'm stealing the meme from, I can't remember who said it, an alarming number of people who are screaming punch a Nazi now saying, show me your papers. So punch a Nazi is so crazy, dude. Don't you see what the Nazis used to do? They used to punch communists. Did you know that they also banned disabled people? 
So that's why I'm 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 furious about what New York is yeah. doing. They the, the, the Nazis claimed that Jews carried typhus, and that was one of their reasons for banning them. What they're doing in New York is not new, but people just keep forgetting their history. Yeah, or they just don't care. Their mentality is probably like, well, I love it when they say they're on the you know they're on the right side of history. It's like if that's what you think, sure, I guess is that why your motive is that was that why you do what you do simply because you think one side's going to win, so you've sided with them. That's amazing, and then it'll be funny when you lose because you are fascist. Well, my, and I know that we're going to get like the media matters guys going. Kurt said you're sympathy for the Taliban. No, but right now we have just seen an ideologically focused uh, group of insurgents take over uh, an incompetent, corrupt and weak power structure. I mean, it fell apart. And we, we saw that. So when they start going, you're the American Taliban, I'm like, well, not ideological-wise, but you guys are very weak and very ideologically uh, uh, uncertain. And I don't think there's anybody out there who's willing to die for CRT, but there's a hell of a lot of people who are willing to die for their rights. And, of yeah. course, we're not there yet. It's not a perfect analogy. Shut up, you liberal jerks. But it's so it's so blind of them to not understand what they're supporting, which is the unsupportable. Because the the institutions, as they're currently constituted, have done nothing but fail. The Olympics failed. You know, the the NBA is failing. Uh, the Academy Awards are failing. The colleges are failing. The banks are going to fail. The uh, Wall Street's already failed. It got bailed out. Uh, the military has failed. The judiciary has failed. What hasn't failed? Everything's failed. That can't keep going. I think the end happened in 2008, to be honest. And I think since... Uh, at the beginning of the end. Yeah, well, right. So I mean, no, is, I, that's, that's, that's when the foundation cracked and the building yeah. started to go down. And now they're like desperately trying to just slowly... You know, actually a better way to, to say it is that... As the cracks are forming and breaking and the building's starting to fall, they're like, uh, shall we steal all the silverware before the building comes down? And so they run and they grab yeah. everything and no. they're, they're running out the door. I, I, I think Moving they're definitely – it all to China. I, want. Uh, the whole Chinese thing. <laughs> the, the way our institutions have sold out to China. Boy, watching Disney suck up to those guys. It's – I mean, it's it, – it's staggering. But they have. Uh, China's got its own problem. Right now, interestingly, China is cracking down on its own internet uh, tech well, people. They, they've been. Yeah, they yeah. nailed Jack Ma. Yeah, he's yeah. he's, he's what's he, what's he what, he's gone right. They split his. He disappeared for like months. He's like the richest businessman yeah. in China. Then they took his companies and started giving pieces of them away to other members of the party, et cetera. And his net worth plummeted by fifty percent. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, again, power is everything to these leftists. And and they will kill the golden goose. That's what they're doing here. They're they're killing the golden goose that is America. I mean, you don't shut down the Keystone Pipeline and American energy independence because you want golden eggs. And then we have a media in this country that are just Ugh. too stupid. And so I loved all the fact checks where they were like, no, Joe Biden's policies aren't responsible for the gas price increase because these journalists didn't do any actual research. They just said... Well, the Keystone Pipeline wasn't transporting any oil, so it wouldn't have affected gas prices anyway. And then it's like, did you look up any economics? Because I'll tell you this, for one, Joe Biden's policy on the Keystone Pipeline caused speculators to believe that there would be a short supply in the coming years, which means buy now, make money later. 
the buying now increases the price of crude, <gasps> which increases the price of gas. Well, when you've done nothing in your life but get a four-year degree at some uh, prestigious college that your dad probably slipped him some money to get you into uh, or was a legacy, and then you wrote for some crappy website – and then you finally got a job at the Times or the Washington Post. That's your life experience. Midwits. Midwits. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, our, our, our elite is not elite. I, I wouldn't like being bossed around by an elite that was full of really smart, accomplished people. But it would grate a little less than these nitwits that we have now. What about like an advanced alien species who comes to Earth and they have all this magical <laughs> our insect um, overlords and they have um, no the greys right those are real, and they have <laughs> hold on hold on they have amazing technology and they're like if you listen to us you will have access to all this technology or you can do your own thing would you be like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what these guys say I think there would be a significant people a number of people who would go this sounds like a great deal. I can give up all personal responsibility no, 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 and no, no, get no, the I, benefits. I would. No, 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 no. I'm saying like I'm, I'm not saying they come to enslave everybody. They're just like, look at this technology we have. We'll tell you what to do in order to get to this level, but you have to follow our instructions. By all means, you can leave the deal at any time, or you can just say no. It's a great deal. Oh, well, it depends on uh, what their instructions are. The, well, no, it's <laughs> like it's like we need cobalt and we need nickel, and then you put it in this way. Like they're like the, my my point is that you can recognize true authority. And, 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 and why it exists. Like, someone comes to you and says, you have freedom to choose, and this will help you. What do you say? You're like, this person clearly knows what they're talking about, right? And I can walk away at any moment? That's not, that's a great deal. So the, the way I, the, I bring it up because... I'm always looking for the, uh, I'm always looking for the twist. Yeah, they ask sure. you... What's, to, what's the, what's the twist? We're going to finish I want building to read the it fine I'm, But, but let's just say, like, it's hypothetically, like, it is a secure situation. Like, okay. you're not being Open source blueprints. Okay, if somebody right, says, right, right. hey, here's some ways to advance, all for free. But you've got to follow our instructions. <laughs> the, the issue is some people will be like, yeah, but you said we want to do that. That's stupid. I'm not doing that. Hmm. It's like, well, then leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so what I'm saying is there are people right now who are running things who are trying to convince you that they're smarter, but they're not. No, they they're just not. people. And so the issue and that is... And not very accomplished ones. The issue is we have the worst of the argument. Inept people yes. demanding you do it or else versus the apt who are giving you the freedom to choose. I, I, exactly. What we, we do have the worst of all possible worlds. We have incompetent, corrupt, and inexplicably <laughs> uh, full of self-regard. We have never had an elite that thought so much of itself for so little reason. I mean, if you ask, look at our institutions, our establishment. Really, in the last 20 years, what is your big achievement? What have you done that's good? And you can, you won't get a real answer. Maybe like, oh, we've become more aware of uh, uh, BIPOC trans issues in the uh, Asian American community. Okay, doesn't count. Not not in the Not an achievement. Just a thing. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button and subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Go to TimCast.com for that members-only podcast, which will be coming up around 11 or so p.m. And let's uh, let's let's read what y'all are talking about over in those Super Chats. All right. Let's see. What is this? Uh, Rekra Morrison says, Tim, the word you've been looking for is dirigis me and dirigists. I don't know what that is. Ah, the you French. Know? He says, look it up. It's the economic system favored by fascists. Well, it, right. it, it, the, the, the French, the French have a system where they, they, they want to direct things. They want free enterprise with direction. 
And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the way that term's sometimes used. All right. Robin P says, my company just revoked my access privileges to the cafeteria for not being COVID vaccinated. I'm a healthy 26 year old with a history of anaphylaxis. Our company is eight, is around 80% vaccinated. This madness is real. And so if you have a history of anaphylaxis, you will probably be advised to avoid this. Depending on, but you got to talk to your doctor, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with this because, uh, I've had allergies in the past and, uh, I just think, well, what's the end result? New York now has, get, get this. You are now allowed, nay required, in New York City to fire all of your employees with medical conditions that bar them from getting vaccinated. Yeah. So, so I was thinking about this, right? If the if the majority of people who are not vaccinated in New York, or the, the largest demographic, not the majority, the largest demographic of unvaccinated are, are are black people, a lot of businesses are now firing their black employees, or they're going to be by September thirteenth. They're firing their unvaccinated employees who happen to be black, you which is say. disproportionately black. That's, so it's that's not technically racist. And the well, and the well, if you use some of the uh, uh, liberal equity arguments in which. Uh, uh, unequal impact or disparate impact uh, is the uh, same as establishing racism. <laughs> That's a good point. Then you that then they then they've got a problem. And uh, I look, I think there a lot of lawyers do not want to jump into this fight for a couple reasons. Law isn't established, and you know somebody who is you know a truck driver who isn't vaccinated, you're, you're not going to get paid, and you've got to have you got to make your overhead. So if you know, hey, my company's going to fire me if I don't, uh, you know, if I uh, if I don't wear a vaccine, if I don't get a vaccine. Lawyer, can you help me? And the lawyer's like, no, because I I'm not going to make any money off it. You you have no money, and there's no money at the end of the day. Um, but something like that, I don't know. Maybe there, I mean, there's some too. If you have a company that fires eight black employees out of twelve, uh. You you could have a serious you could have a serious problem. Not giving a legal opinion, just 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 brainstorming here. All right, Seth Hilburn, consult a lawyer in your own jurisdiction. Seth Hilburn says hi, Tim and the gang. Can we get a birthday wish for one of your youngest fans? Her name is Daisy, and she turns eight years old today. Oh, congratulations, Daisy! Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday, Daisy! Happy birthday, Daisy! Frosty says they don't want to risk their law firm by going against NY. This is not to say they don't agree with you. This is the death of free speech. If you're a medical discrimination lawyer in New York City, don't you go up against the city in lawsuits when the city discriminates? I uh, guess they're scared. It may not be a good case. I don't know. I don't know New York law. The The New York law may support de Blasio. Yeah. Doesn't make it a good law. Wouldn't be one I'd vote for. I, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, de Blasio did say that he's requiring the Human Rights Commission to review the order. To make determinations. The problem is oh. there's no specific medical exemptions at all, which means you're, you're, we're taking the interpretation of, okay, is an underlying condition considered a disability in this capacity? And is the fact that because of that, you can't get a vaccine mean they're violating your disability or are they just violating the vaccine mandate? And I'm just talking or, very or, generally, not your lawyer, not your lawyer. A uh, ADA usually covers disabilities, which are uh, uh, conditions that impact a major life function is this a major life i, I, now, I mean now, hold on hold on they're not saying you can't you know they're not they're not saying oh you're immunocompromised you can't come in they're saying you're not vaccinated you can't come in that that is true and is that distinction important i i don't know uh my guess is uh there are a lot of liberal my guess is you're going to find ideological rulings on this right yeah and that's a problem there look i'll tell you it's no secret 
that in a case that has any kind of ideological overtones, or, or even in regular business cases, when you get a judge, the first thing you do is figure out who the judge is. Who's this right. judge? Who appointed this judge? If you've ever watched Law and Order, you'll know it when they're when they're going into the court and they're like, "We just been signed assigned Judge Smith. Huh. Don't worry, he's going to be good to us because yes, th- th- it's in a lot of those episodes. No, that, that. but that but that's absolutely true. You 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 want to know who the ref is? I, I I suppose Major League Baseball players go, "Oh, we got Jones as a ref. He doesn't call strikes." I don't know. Do I do the sports reference right? <laughs> yeah, I'm the not, umpire. The I'm umpire. not a good guy. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not I'm not a sports guy. But you, you get the point. Uh, and I think a lot of, uh, look, a lot of judges will rule exactly as their ideology. A liberal judge will tend to support the government in doing whatever it thinks it needs to do, uh, or that is, whatever it wants to do, uh, regarding uh, uh, alleged uh, uh, COVID protections. All right. Legama Thigayan says, my grandfather was clubbed in the head and left for dead in a pile of corpses in Europe. Now that there are literal camps in an Anglophone country, the word Nazi has been completely gutted of any meaning. The way forward won't be easy. Terrifying, infuriating, and unjust. Yeah. I'm really worried about these camps. I think a lot about the British. People, they give me crap about saying that, like, Canada and, and, and Australia are part of the British Commonwealth and that the Queen has they no are. power here. The Queen, <laughs> they have obviously, the Queen has no power here. We have lockdowns in camps now. Like, dude, monarchy is no joke. They yeah, but the queen didn't do the it. Land. No, she didn't do it. Neither did Manson, you know. What? Manson didn't kill those people. What 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 he had people what, do a forum. What, what citation do you have where the queen came out and, and said in any way that she wanted lockdowns in Australia? No, she's Canada? just passively sitting there letting it happen. I, I don't know what kind <laughs> she of She is 115 has. years old. So. It's like a, it's very obvious. Is she 115? I don't know, she's old. Yeah. She's crusty. I mean, I mean she's no Joe Biden. That's right. She's getting around. She's got her corgis, she's rocking she's her handbag. She's sharp as a knife. Uh, right, but, but man, you look at Joe Biden and that desiccated old freak. I mean, he's, uh, oh, did you see right. that speech? God. You didn't like the speech? I was embarrassed at the core of my being. What, did, what, did, what didn't you like about it? Uh, everything from the moment he opened his mouth to the moment he shut his pie hole. Like, blaming everybody else for this. Uh, I'm taking full responsibility for these actions of the Afghans, Donald Trump, uh, the insurrectionists, uh, Right-wing talk radio hosts, everybody but me. You know, you're the commander. Everything you do or don't do is on you. Everything you do or don't do is on you. I think he said you're a, the commander. I think he said a few important things that were really good and important. That uh, we can't send another generation of young men and women to fight in a country where they won't even fight for themselves. That is not open to debate. That is no longer a subject of debate. We have decided that as a society. That is done. That, that thing he's, he, he's sitting there going, well, I'm going to – it's like the woman I found on uh, Twitter who was complaining that uh, uh, white women were writing stories that involve black people. And, I, of course, I look at her bio. She lists herself as an anti-rape activist, which I guess is fine. But who are the pro-rape activists that she's standing up against? Okay, not a courageous stand. It's the right stand. Yes, we should all be anti-rape, which is the point. I think, and, I, and, 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 and the, the point is, everybody knows we need to pull out of Afghanistan. You don't have to do it in a way that's best described as the subject of Roe versus Wade. Joe Biden screwed up the withdrawal very obviously. 
you had Matt Zeller on MSNBC explaining yes. exactly how they were desperately trying to give them strategy and help them understand. Heartbreaking. But it is good that the president came out and finally said what people have been saying. Yes. The, the, the executive branch was forced to acknowledge everything the, the anti-war people have been saying for a long time. I think that was a good thing. Well, look. It's Granted, all, I get it. He passed the buck. Well, sure. it, it, it's also the pro-war people. I mean, I would throw myself in the pro-war because I think that war is a uh, – uh, a, a legitimate tool of uh, uh, political action in the right circumstances. Definitely not this. Uh, but, but you know, this guy is so far beyond the discussion. Ameri the American people decided long ago that our sons and daughters are not worth uh, dying for doing some unspecified thing in Afghanistan that only gets worse once you look at it closely. You know, hey, we're going to teach them to, uh, you know, uh, respect the rights of women and blah 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 and you know turn these tribesmen into you know nice nice Yankee uh, uh, Democrats yeah I mean that that stuff's all obvious and he's like taking the heart saying yeah I, I'm finally the one who said it everybody's been saying it you crusty old freak um, the, the fact is he failed to ensure that this was not the disaster it is yeah, what could have been done? Let's, what well, been let's, done let's, we got to we got to read more super chats. Uh, Kyle Miller says, "Tim, can you bring Jack Posobiec and China Uncensored on at the same time to talk about China's interest in Taiwan? China smells blood after Afghanistan and is doing drills by the island. Didn't uh, the, the the Global Times put out a statement saying yes. that they'll crush the thirty thousand or whatever U.S. troops on the island or something like that? Well, I don't. Uh, we we have troops around the mm -hmm. island. Look, if I was Xi, I would grab Taiwan tomorrow. I don't know why he doesn't." Strategically, I can't think of a reason. We are not in a position to fight him. Uh, Joe Biden is not in a position to lead a, a war to defend Taiwan. Uh, we have not prepared Taiwan. Taiwan has not prepared itself. Uh, I, I don't understand why uh, Xi doesn't do it. Could create global sentiment against China, the Russian, the American, the Indian governments. Yeah, I don't care. Maybe well, that's they why care. they're waiting. and They're going to do a bunch of stuff at once. Oh, this is cool. Alexander Scarpecci says, I saw Fox News highlight your tweet you sent about the 311 phone call. Huh. Hey, I don't even live in New York. I called uh, New York when I asked yeah. them about medical exemptions. And they said no. Uh, I, they told me, well, maybe you can try calling the mayor's office. You can't call the mayor's office. You can, it's a web form where you can send an email. And you can say, you just, you fingers. can't call, you can't call de Blasio. No. What if you're his dealer? Definitely well, and you got his number. Yeah, but I, I, he's I, got I, it. I assumed they'd have a media, media inquiry line or something. But I guess they know that people would be slamming the phone with, like, insults and stuff. So they don't do it. Well, they are New Yorkers. I, I, I'd like to think that they're slamming them with insults. Mm -hmm. I'm a little disappointed in New Yorkers. I thought New Yorkers took a lot less guff. Yeah. You know, what happened to the, the, the tough guys of Goodfellas? You know, they, they, they're, you know now they're good times, <laughs> weak men. Good times, sweet. Dude, yeah. we're going to see All a right. bunch of speakeasy restaurants opening up. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be cool. Wow. Fun, yeah. they, they, oh, they were already doing it last year. A bunch of women got like a warehouse, and then they oh, were yeah, serving like that. burgers and hot dogs or something. Casino thing. Yes. Yeah. Fight casino, the power. And, and, and you know what? All of them will end food. up almost still vote Democrat. Yeah, I know. Isn't <laughs> it funny? I know. All right. Cornelius Buttknuckle says, speaking of requiring <laughs> IDs being racist, unless you're a minor, don't you need an ID just to get the vaccine? Everyone I know who's gotten it has to show ID to get it. Uh, interesting. I don't yeah. Know. Interesting. Well, it's not something important like voting. Right, yeah. All right. CA to CA Outdoors says, Hey, Timcast, longtime fan and member. Thank you for encouraging my wife and I to start our own YouTube channel nice. with our vlog to start building some culture of our own. Hiking, fly fishing, camping, road trips, and chasing the Northern Lights. Thanks again. Awesome. Oh, Glad nice. to hear it. Cool. CA to CA Outdoors. See? Now that's... 
That, that's what we want to yeah, hear. Like and that. gosh, wait till that's unleashed again when you have somebody who understands that the real strength of our society is all Americans doing their own thing. And maybe your thing is, like, I want to be a garbage man. I want to get off at five, and I'm going to go home and play with my kids. Rock on, man. You're cool. Or maybe it's, I want to spend all day painting pictures, and I'm not George Bush. You're awesome. <laughs> all right. David Murdoch says, hey there, Drag the Dead, a third-person zombie shooter starring the fabulous Zane uh, Dimage, infallible Uncle Hotep, and supermodel Adam Krigler is approaching completion. Get ready to clutch those pearls. Latest teaser at David Murdoch Art on Twitter. Viva la counterculture. Cool. Check it out, guys. Nice. All right. Jacob Gabrielson. Gabrielson says, I've played dystopian games of all kinds, and none of them are as eerie as the palatable portrayal of concentration camps. That's creepy stuff, man. Real life overtaken stuff. That was one of the problems with my books, man. People would be like, Kurt, you wrote this stuff, and I read it, and I laughed. Oh, my gosh. You know, presidents announcing their pronouns and stuff. That's crazy talk. It's all come true. I have to go more insane every book just to keep ahead of reality. Jeez. Weber J says the video of Afghans on the runway in Kabul and clinging to the wings. I didn't see desperate people. They looked to be celebrating, waving and smiling and trying to disable the plane duped by China. I don't know about that. I think they wanted to get on. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's some people who made a point. They said these people were, were willing to climb on the side of a C-17 with no chance of survival, but they weren't willing to fight for their country. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of military age males on those airplanes. I saw a lot of piles of unshot guns. No organization. That's why. But here's the thing. You can't, you can't organize these guys. They aren't a Western force. We decide we would go in and make a miniature example of American, uh, the American army with, uh, you know, uh, Amer- American combined arm operations. You know, here's our artillery. Here's our vehicles. Here's our logistics. Here's our aircraft. We'll send you contractors to do all that hard stuff. Cause the hard stuff is not the light infantry. The guys running around with rifles, that's the comparatively easy, fun stuff. The hard stuff is figuring out how to get beans and bullets from here to here when they're needed. And we did all that for them. Then we pulled it out. So we built an army like the U.S. Army. The secret of the U.S. Army was always logistics. Yeah, we're good fighters. But when you're good fighters and you have endless stuff, you are unbeatable. Uh, then we pulled that stuff out and left them. So we, we, we built the wrong kind of army. If we had just said, hey, you guys like bands of guys with guns? Here's some guns. Go be a band over here, and we'll pay you 500 bucks to make sure no Taliban. Every 500 bucks a week to make sure there's no Taliban in this 10-mile area. You get a bunch of your buddies and kill any Taliban that come in. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Hostile Bogey and Bound says the Second Amendment doesn't mention hunting. That's right. It says the, the defense of a free state. And it also a lot of people think it's specifically about defending from tyrannical government. It's not. It's defending from any enemy. Yes. Period. Yeah. Like the idea was if a foreign country was going to invade and everybody's armed, that's just never going to happen. It makes it a lot harder. Right. All right. Let's see. We got um, tyrannical Jojo Jiden says Ian the fascist. Uh, I mean, I do live in the United States. I'm not proud of it. You should be very proud. I'm not proud of the fascist takeover of the United States. Yeah, I, we, you don't have to be proud of that. But the, the country's the best on earth. I know. We just got to make it the best on earth again. Yeah. Hayden says, I'm writing an article on natural slash God-given rights. Healthcare and housing not included and explained why. Tim's human level zero allegory hits uh, hits it. Naked in the woods is zero. 
with a stick as level one. I'll send it when finished. Have you heard me mention that before? I have not, but I am so, intrigued. The way I explain it to people is that if you are in the middle of the woods and you're naked, uh-huh. you're officially at zero. You're not bad. You're not good. But you better start working to make sure you don't go negative. Yes. If you're naked in the woods and you've got an injury, now you're negative yeah. one. You're, you're on the way down. Yes. If you're naked in the woods but you got a pointy stick, uh. now you're one. You're moving uh. up. So the idea is – got a plus one stick in D&D terms. Yes. That's right. And uh, uh, or, an you know, a, a, one, a one D6 damage in, <laughs> in America, uh-huh. when you're born into America, you're at 647,000. Yes. And these people are complaining as if they're negative three. You know, I, I, I see these people and they – American elitists are the most parochial people on earth, Tim. You've been all over the world and you've been to not nice places. I've been all, all, all oh, over yeah. the world. I've been to a few not nice places myself. Uh, and we come back with this huge appreciation for the United States. And then we got these guys going, you, you conservatives don't even have passports. I've been to Berlin and Amsterdam and London. And Paris, oh, and Barcelona, always Barcelona, because all, you know, barren 58-year-old teachers go to Barcelona. I went to... Um, uh, yeah, and they, they, they just don't get it. And they I, think and hate America because they've never seen it. You, you ever go to Brazil? I've never been to Brazil. I was in Brazil several times. Awesome country, by the way. But they have favelas, which uh, are the shanty yes. towns. Oh, and yeah. I went to one, and I asked if they had a bathroom I can use. And they said yes, and they pointed to the bathroom. And the toilet was full of human waste piled up on itself over the toilet. And they explained, just go on top. Uh, I'll wait. You know, I'll just wait till we get back to the hotel. Like, and you know why? You can only flush when it rains. Oof. And you know, where, you know where the toilet leads to? River. River. There is a gigantic concrete chute that goes straight down next to everyone's house. And there's PVC pipe sticking out the sides. And if you stand there, you see all just under the, ground, under the dirt. No, no, no. It's it's, it's concrete. Water. Oh. It's like a, it's it, it, there's no water. Oh, and then it rains and washes it right. off. Yep. And so it hadn't rained in a while. It was a drought, and so they were like, you know, the the water catch. But they started building water lines to try. They, they were trying to reclaim. That's what they called it uh, pacify, and then reclaim the, the the favelas to get them under the jurisdiction of the Brazilian government because they're actually under the, the jurisdiction of uh, gangs. But so these people actually, their water system was a big barrel, a, a big water tub on their roof. And when it rained, they'd open it and then close it, and that's why they don't flush because you can't waste the water. That's spectacular. That and 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 the people in some of these places they build houses on top of other houses, so they just build. They'll walk up, walk through your house, and start building on the other side to build a house. And people are just like, yeah, that's normal. It's 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 a very very different way of life. Now people there are happy. You know, they have family, they have friends, they have they TVs. They have, like, distended stomachs from, like, worms and fecal infections Well, I don't, I don't know stuff. about in, in Brazil. In, in Peru they did, in, yeah. the, in Iquitos. Yep. It was sad. Because they weren't – and they're also not taught. They're edu- they don't know that eating poop water is bad for you. So they'll poop in the river, and then that's, they're drinking water, and they'll wash off with it. That's – Yeah, well, that's, you get an immediate 5,000-point bonus if you have running water in your house. Yeah, I think, I think the running water is underappreciated by folks. Yeah. Tyrannical Jojo Jiden Again – Says Ian is 100% correct. Oh. Finally, rights are taken by force, not given by government. That's what 2A is, the method to retain your rights. Okay. Interesting way of looking at it. I think often we're saying similar things that they're, they're vulnerable and, and you need to protect them. Yep. I just want to remind people not to hide behind your rights, but to stand in front of them and protect them. There Ooh, I, I love that. that. Yeah, that's good. There's the takeaway for tonight, folks. That's perfect. All right. The plague doctor says, I work in healthcare and was forced to receive the vaccine. 
It put me into an arrhythmia. Most hospitals require this, so I don't really have the option of finding a new job. We are required to get the booster shot. No exceptions. I'm going to lose my career. Sad, sad, sad to hear it, man, because this is exactly what I'm complaining about. Yep. But everybody who heard that, I hope you understand what it means to speak up. And now I'll say why I'm not. I, I'm going to say in the short term, I'm pessimistic. In the long term, I'm optimistic. And the reason, for, and, and it's not too dissimilar to what you were saying. Maybe mm-hmm. someone will come along in a couple of years. I'm not really going to, I don't know if we can count on it, but we can hope for it. Well, we can work for it. I know a lot of people who are staying in New York right now. I know a lot of people who are like, well, I don't want to, but I guess I'll have to. No, you don't have to. The woods await, my friends. <laughs> you can go walk and hitchhike and hey, just look, get away. I, I'm staying in California because I want to fight. I'm working, uh, you know, working for the recall. Uh, Rick Grinnell has identified uh, 1.3 million uh, conservative voters who need to be activated. I wasn't taught to retreat. That's not, we, we really don't, you don't have a block of instruction in that. So I'm, I, look, I, I'm willing to fight and, uh, uh, I, I, I think there's a, a place for that. Daniel Welch says, Aussie adding context. Hotels Uh-oh. have issues with AC air gradients and we have had lockdowns from people catching the virus on the last day of hotel quarantine and then spreading it. Optics still not good. Sorry, Daniel. What's what that? That's called you being a frog in a pot as they turn the heat up to the point where you're like, oh, I understand why these camps are necessary. Oh, actually, it's just because they're doing this. No, no, no. There's no excuse for them building internment camps. Sorry, dude. Catch the disease. No, I, I, I look. I, I, I mean, look. Catch the disease because you're probably not going to die. You'll get sick for a little while. I get sick for a week. Yeah, but you don't want to spread it. I don't spread it. Sit in your house Same and have the disease. Head. And then you don't have to live in fear. Because this guy lives in fear. And he lives in such fear that he's willing to give up stuff. He should talk to his doctor. His doctor's going to tell him not to get it. Because what if, he gets, what if he gets long COVID? May, what tell if he gets, him not to, may tell him not to get it. Probably will say not to. Probably will say... Probably say avoid it if you can. That's right. But look, I, I, like, I, just a suggestion. I, look, I'm not your doctor. Don't listen to my advice. Check out with your doctor. But you're living in fear, man. Maybe you ought to face it. I don't know. All right, Mark. I can just see medium hours. Kurt Schlichter says, go cut COVID. <laughs> you know it. And Mark- he also likes the Taliban. Oh, <laughs> shut up, you idiots. Marcus Casey says, I'm shocked to agree with Ian on the rights topic. With hundreds plus deities worshipped worldwide, his point is valid with the three wives example. If your stance is that rights are granted by a fairy tale god. Oh, there you go. Some people are jumping on. Well, with yeah, Ian. It, it, there's always going to be an angry atheist. That's okay. It's called free speech. I don't have to like what people say. All right. Zachary Crossley says, Lunkers TV just dropped a video about Afghanistan. He's a combat vet and now has a massive YouTube channel. Would be awesome to have him on so everyone can hear his perspective on Afghanistan. Oh. Uh, we're, we're having some people on, right? We are tomorrow, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk uh, with some... Uh, Retired two- military, Army and Navy. Who were both there, right? Yep. This will be fun. I think. Yeah. At least one. On the ground. All right. Stellar Odyssey says, oh, come on, Tim. Our metro located hotel quarantine for international rivals has been has been leaking COVID like a sieve, causing quick spread. The quarantine facility is isolated, so we'll address this issue. Let me correct what you've just said. Your country mandated a quarantine for travelers. They mandated a hotel lockdown and then you accepted it. Now they're moving the goalpost goalpost one step further by building camps. And you're like, oh, the camps are fine because the hotels were bad. Congratulations. They've convinced you to agree to building relocation facilities. Yikes. 
Yeah, right. that, that's, a, that's a nice trick. Hey, I have an idea. Don't stick a bunch of potentially sick people together in one place where it, 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 where it can go and, and, and spread like wildfire and cause problems. To ask people to be responsible. If you go home and you start feeling sick, lock yourself in your room. Hey, me and my wife had it. We didn't Stay infect home. our kids. Yeah. We stayed in our room, stayed away from them, washed our hands. I stopped coughing in people's face, which I like to do I all mean. the time. <laughs> uh, I didn't even breathe on the dogs. Look, allow people to be responsible, but put everybody together in a giant Petri dish and then act surprised when the entirely predictable response of putting people, uh, result of putting people together in a Petri dish happens? What? Alina Bashong says, Ian doesn't know what natural law is. Start with Aquinas or C.S. Lewis. Yes. All right. Andrew Silver, uh, Silverio says, Tim, you helped push me to realize that it was time to get out of cities. I lived in NYC my whole life, but now I see the writing on the wall. Florida. Ooh. Ooh. Good choice. Florida is, is pretty good. Is the can, weather. You is can the handle world. the heat. The I love the humidity. DeSantisville. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, look, I, I hear a lot of talk about DeSantis. A lot of excitement out there. Expendable Guard Entertainment says, Tim, I spent six years living in Africa, and I have seen what a lack of national identity does to a nation. Look at the 2007 election riots in Kenya. We'll check that out. Stuart Gray just says, just, just to send you a little money to keep your work, Tim. Hey, thanks for the super chats, guys. We appreciate all nice. of you guys. Very much helps. Just Max Perk says, the Afghan army cannot fight without air support, intelligence, and consulting from the Americans. The Afghan army has suffered 50,000 casualties. They will fight, but they needed us. Yeah, I was reading, I think it was the Wall Street Journal, they said that Biden cut out air support. Yeah. So when they announced they were withdrawing, the Afghans were like, we 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 can't stop the security force. We're like, well, we can't well, actually stop the, the, the surge of 200,000 Taliban. They made a little U.S. army. Look, the ki- let me pop quiz. Let's ask Ian, what's the primary killing system of American soldiers? Uh, draw, oh, jeez. Is it the economic? M4, the M4 rifle? Probably, yeah. No. I don't know. No, it's fires. Oh, Artillery, steady. missiles, bombs. It is, it is calling in fire on people. That is the primary killing system. Artillery is called queen of battle. A close up rifle to rifle? That gives the enemy a chance. Mm. You don't want to do right. that if you can help it. We're very we, good at it. The, the yep. U.S. uses air, air, yes. air superiority. I also thought control. about economic starvation and siege warfare based on uh, through we, economics. Yeah, we don't do that too much. We're too nice. So what, what they were, what I was reading is they said that, uh, the, the, the U.S. strategy and the strategy taught to the Afghan yeah. security forces was air support comes in, you know, uh, creates openings, ground supports advance. Yes. But when Biden pulled air support, all of a sudden they were like, our main strategy is broken. What do we do? And people panicked and started running. And then as soon as one runs, the line breaks and everyone fled. Then you had one guy in, in, in a plane fly to Uzbekistan. I guess they shot him down. Yep. The crazy thing about it is they, they, I, I can't remember which person said this. They said we gave, I think it was maybe Biden. We gave them an air force. The Taliban doesn't have an air force and they still failed. And you look at the Wall Street Journal. Well, Biden abandoned air, air support. We, we've talked to uh, veterans in the past who have said something like, you can keep a small, small, small amount, like a couple dozen to maybe a hundred special com- commandos or liaisons with, with, air, with air support or drone power, and we can get everybody out, and that's all you need. What did Joe Biden do? Cut off air support and said, we out. Yeah, look, I mean, if you... If you stop letting the hell, doing what you need to do to get the airplanes flying, you're not going to have the airplanes. They're not going to fight as you train them to. 
and it's just a lot. It, it, it just it, it's entirely predictable. This did not have to happen. Now, maybe they would have fallen eventually, or they would have come to some political arrangement. They were supposed to under the, the, the Trump deal. They're supposed to have a political arrangement. And maybe they would have made a different one if they had remained a viable army. I, I haven't looked, but how many people have been killed in the last f- four days in Afghanistan? I well, I, I don't know. So so there were a lot of people saying, we don't have the numbers yet. Someone super chatted. I don't have confirmation saying this a bit. So I don't want to say n- just yet until I can get confirmation, but it might be bad. And it's mostly Afghan citizens. Yep. Like yeah, yeah. all the Americans got out and they just left everyone else uh, behind. No. no. There are still Americans yeah. on the ground. There's like 10,000. Yeah, I think, there's right? a bunch. All right, my friends, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends and go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We built this website to have our own platform where we can post content free from censorship and we will have a bonus segment coming up at about 11 or so p.m. So make sure you go there. So you, you sign up, be a member. You also get access to all of our news articles with no ads. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL, basically everywhere. And you can follow me personally at Timcast. Do you want to shout out anything, Kurt? Uh, go get my book, The Split. It is the latest in the Kelly Turnbull series of novels. People's Republic is the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, I've sold six figures of these damn things. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I've sold a lot of them. And oh. uh, people love these things. And they're a lot of fun to write. There's laughs. There's gun porn. There's uh, uh, more shooting uh, and shooting and lots of shooting. Huh. Oh, there you uh, go. They're, they're action-packed. I, I, I mean, it's a real blast, And uh, but uh, there's a serious undercurrent to it. And there's six of them now. So, so far. I'm pr- so far, there'll be a seventh. Mm-hmm. What's the genre? Polyfy, meaning po- <laughs> political fiction? Political like, fi- political fiction. Political uh, fi- uh, thrillers, political thrillers. I like it. It was number one. Uh, on the Amazon political thrillers list. And it's called The Split? The Split is the latest one. The first one is People's Republic. And there's uh, six, uh, six of them now. What is your Twitter handle also? At Kurt Schlichter. And, uh, thanks for I've, coming, bro. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Right Always on. good to see you. Yeah, follow me at Ian Crossland, by the way, too, if you'd like to. Yeah, and you guys that. may follow me at Sour Patch Kids as I continue to pursue <laughs> my life goal of having more followers than Sour Patch Kids. Make sure you go to TimCast.com in order to get our members-only segments. And don't forget, we're also on Rumble. We, we post everything there as well. It's important to point that out. So thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all at TimCast.com. Bye, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.